0: you know what I learned? 56 is the new old.
1: Let's talk about it in here. <laughs> if you remember.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick.
1: Hello, David. <laughs> I'm uh, Ian Boothby. <laughs>
0: With the big boothbeep the big boot de Lee and
1: you're getting on that plane because if you don't, you'll regret it, maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but soon for the rest of your life. you too, Richie balances, you're getting on that as well everyone right. come on on the plane, everybody this is your chance
0: to get some clean clothes. you can do your laundry when you get to the next town all right, we'll see you there, everyone.
1: uh oh spaghettios those poor
0: suckers on the bus freezing yeah. Oh, yeah that's why they that's why they did fly was they wanted to do laundry is that right, yeah, okay. Because they were just on a bus tour, so they could have just stayed on the bus tour. But they're like, if you fly to the next town, we can do laundry when we're there. Oh, I know all that f- all that horribleness for, for clean, clean clothes. clothes. Yeah.
1: Uh, did you ever see the kids in the hall sketch about uh, Buddy Holly? No, it's pretty great. It's 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 uh, Kevin McDonald as Buddy Holly, but yeah. you don't know he is till the end. Okay, uh, and he's just being a real asshole and just <laughs> you know uh just to everybody he's just a big jerk yeah. and it ends with you know because you know who i am and he puts on his glasses buddy fucking holly that's who i am now let's get on that plane
0: <laughs> pretty great yes it's great because it it's against expectations mm-hmm. but then one day it becomes a reality of who buddy holly was and then people are like i guess i heard he's a real jerk
1: is there any musician that you would be super, super, super surprised was a jerk? Like, if someone went, you know, he's, eh, eh, you know. Like, I don't know anything about Neil Young. Like, I think, like, Neil he's Young. He's a jerk. Yeah, you go, like, someone goes, you know, he's a real jerk. Oh, all right. How about Getty Lee? I don't know. I don't think there's anything about Getty Lee that makes me think he's a jerk. But if someone told me, yeah, that guy, real asshole. I actually would be I'd surprised. I'd go, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I could see. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole.
0: You know? I would be surprised if with uh, Jan Arden. Yeah, Boy, that.
1: howdy! You know, I've heard bad stuff about you know, and she seems super nice, but it's like, yeah. nah, I bet she's a re-, and you know, yeah, you you'd you hear that and go, yeah, that's just a show busy thing. You wouldn't be surprised.
0: I feel that way about most musicians that are, ca- you know, Canada popular.
1: Oh, like uh, from Canada?
0: Not just from Canada, because Neil Young is from Canada and Joni Mitchell's from Canada, and they're both notoriously difficult people.
1: Are they? Okay,
0: and not in a. I don't think like Neil Young is. Yeah, he's very much about himself, you know. That's why he's famous. If you're not about yourself, you're not. You Neil have Young. to have a certain degree of. You're that, Bruce yeah. Palmer, the bass player for Buffalo Springfield, who also came down from Canada with Neil Young. And who knows about him? No one. Okay. Would you say Bruce Palmer, yeah. uh, first of all, is Bruce Palmer still alive? No,
1: he's passed away. Oh, okay. Well, that's a mistake. That was, I think the big, was I think bad the, planning on his part. The classic mistake you can make in music yeah. is uh, not being alive. That's true. And a lot of musicians make that mistake. They Although, make the classic mistake yeah, not being alive.
0: It's true, but often there's a little bit of a bump in your career when you die. What you,
1: which you might think is worthwhile, but then there's very little after that.
0: <laughs> depends what you want. Yeah. You want your music to live on? you got to die.
1: Oh, wait, no.
0: Yeah. That's not true. Sorry.
1: So, so there's no musicians now that are doing well who are alive? No, they're all starving. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if you've heard of a little thing called Spotify. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, no, Bruce Springsteen has been looking thin. Yeah. Okay. No, I, you, no, your argument uh, makes a lot of sense.
0: I, no, I don't mean like that. I just mean there's for like cult musicians, there's a certain cachet in, in the dead musician. You know, Nick, Nick Drake, for instance. You know, part of his part of his mystique is that he died very young. Yeah. He was still hanging around playing his songs. Eh.
1: But who would you rather... I know. Th- then you play this game.
0: I'd rather see him, though, than... You know. Not... not.
1: You know, uh, and again, uh, yeah, I feel bad bringing up people who died, so I'm just going to say people who are alive. Uh, Dave Grohl. Yes. Seems to be having a good time. Sure. Dave Grohl seems to be having a good time, and it seems like yeah. I would imagine if, uh, if Dave Grohl went, hey, why don't you come over to my place, uh, we're going to listen to some records. Yeah. I'm assuming he's probably not living in an apartment. I'm assuming he's got a house. I'm assuming he's got a garage... I'm assuming he's got a nice garage. I'm
0: assuming he has several houses and several garages. Could could do.
1: Uh, and probably a pool. And probably like a, mm-hmm. a nice, uh, you know, one of those things where you could like, and I don't like beer, but like uh, you could like pour your own beer probably in his basement. You could probably have one of those. Uh, probably. My, my brother-in-law brother like, had one of those. He things. probably has at least three fridges. <laughs> like what is
0: just a beer fridge? Could but, be. That has like a, a tap on it.
1: Or maybe ice cream.
0: Mm, this is a pure ice cream That would be a freezer If you had a fridge that was an ice cream fridge Not good
1: Okay well I'm, he's got a freezer as well Okay So he's probably got three fridges and a freezer I would say
0: I would say more than that
1: How many fridges do you think uh, Dave Grohl How rich is he How many fridges rich is Dave Grohl
0: I think Dave Grohl has four houses Four houses Yeah
1: How many bedrooms per house would you say three, four? Four. four. So yeah. 16 bath uh, uh, Okay the 16, 16 bathrooms
0: Six. Well more than that
1: what do you mean? If he's got four houses and they got four bathrooms in them, that's sixteen Oh, bathrooms. I'm
0: sorry, okay, four bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah. he's got sixteen bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So he could, let's say, take it, you take one poop a day. And you don't get around yeah, but to he, pooping he, in the same bathroom <laughs> But his houses for aren't like like in the two same two neighborhood. Two weeks plus <laughs> two weeks and change.
0: His houses aren't in the same neighborhood. They're not? No. He didn't like buy buy four houses across the street from each other. He like, you know, he has a house, he has a place in LA. Yeah, yeah. Cause LA is like the center of the universe.
1: So you spend, so you, okay, yeah. But, but, yeah. But, so you spend, you know, four days in LA, which yeah. is fine, uh, poop in each bathroom. Sure, sure. And now you're like, well, gotta go. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't have to flush. Because I don't you can just you know poop what, be, and then move on to the next bathroom.
0: To, to be, to be more accurate, I don't know if he has four houses. I think he probably has like a, a place in New York City. Okay. He has an apartment. He has a condo there. A, town, a nice apartment. A townhouse. A I nice
1: do. town. Very house.
0: nice. Yes, very nice. Sure, sure, sure. But I know he has a he has have a place in Arizona because he has a studio in Arizona. Okay. That is a reproduction of Polar Studios, the studios that are famous for ABBA recording there. And he loved those studios so much that he he made a, a replica, Lovely. built a replica studio in, in Arizona.
1: Would you say that studio? Uh, okay, now is that studio part of his house or is the studio separate?
0: I imagine it's separate,
1: and that would have a bathroom in it.
0: Probably, probably two. Probably two. Probably two. We're going to yeah. throw
1: two more bathrooms on there. Sixteen yeah, yeah. places. Maybe three because you know, there's a drummer in his bed. Seventeen places yeah. you can poop.
0: You want a separate bathroom for the drummer? Wait, is he yeah.
1: traveling from house to house on a bus? Mm. Eighteen. <laughs> Eighteen. Well, though, to be yeah. fair, you yeah. don't poop on the bus. That's the bus rule: is you don't you don't take a shit on the bus because that doesn't bode well.
0: Doesn't bode well. No. It for what? for the the road underneath the bus?
1: No, it's not for the road underneath the bus because it yeah. gets it gets into the chemical tank and it really stinks up the bus. Oh. So the road rule normally with a band is yeah. yeah. no poops on the bus. No
0: poops on the bus. I have to remember that if I ever go on a bus with a band. That
1: was that was a thing in comedians of comedy that they brought up uh because Maria Bamford didn't know that.
0: Oh, okay. That
1: the road rule is no poops on the bus. Oh. You wait till you get to your hotel or to a service station Yeah Or yeah, something And sure. then you take you, you do it there But yeah. you know Number one is fine on the bus Number two not so good That's the number two rule That's the number two rule On in, the bus in music So anyway yeah. uh, Dave Grohl Lived Yeah And has all these houses Yeah And nice
0: places to poop And a nice ice cream fridge so I Imagine he still has a place in Seattle Because I'm oh, sure he has of course he in does. Seattle I mean he's not from Seattle He's from Washington
1: Right right But good but for whatever
0: reason He like You kind of moved to Washington, to, yeah. to Seattle. Probably because they had a great scene or whatever. Yeah. And he's wanted to just check it out. Next thing you know.
1: I, I, I'd rather go with the Dave Grohl example than uh, uh, someone who's not around anymore. I'd rather be Dave Well, oh, he Grohl. has no bathroom. Well, everything's a bathroom. Like though. Nick
0: Drake doesn't have a bathroom. Okay. You know, no bathrooms for Nick Drake. Okay. Would be an example. Buddy Holly, no bathroom. <laughs> no bathroom for Buddy Holly. That's, that's, that, that is also true. Elvis Presley still has bathrooms. Because Graceland is still... The property of the Elvis Presley estate,
1: and if he, if if you know, it's that old idea of uh, where you die is where your ghost is. He's on a toilet.
0: He's well, yes, as a heroin addict, most heroin addicts tend to die on a toilet,
1: right? He's on he's on a they're toilet. Try, they're and just he's, trying to crap. And as we've as we yeah. have mentioned, and we broke this story on Sneaky Dragon, <laughs> we revealed the book that he was reading yeah. while he was on the toilet. Yes was uh written by our friend uh Ty Templeton's father. That's so right. That Ty was Templeton's, breaking news. That was
0: breaking bathroom Elvis. Unbelievably ne- next week cover the National Enquirer, but we were first. We were there first. Did yeah, and break? the
1: next week uh this the breaking story was National Enquirer still
0: exists. <laughs> it still does exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lenny Bruce also died in the toilet. With Elvis? Not with Elvis. He did they tend to die by you tend to die by yourself. Yeah. That's, that's the drag Yeah. Maybe they would have had more fun if they died together in the toilet. I get some laughs. laughs. I guess someone would have laughed. I suppose. yeah, yeah.
1: Someone would have, yeah, someone would have gone first, and then you know there would be a joke about that, probably a dark joke, and then the next person. Yeah,
0: he would have died like a full decade before Elvis. Okay, so that would be awkward. That would be awkward. Yeah, to be <laughs> go, to the, go to the bathroom with Lenny Bruce in there. <laughs> Why do you have a taxidermy Lenny Bruce in your bathroom? I want to die with him. So one day my dreams will come true.
1: And there's a taxidermy police by the door that are just waiting for a taxidermy Lenny Bruce to say something bad so they'll take him out of the bathroom. They're like, you're never going to
0: die, Elvis. And Elvis goes, that's right. Uh, Another peanut butter and bacon grilled cheese sandwich, please. Second thought. Yeah. (laughs) I give you two years. Yeah. And then you go like,
1: you know, when you see Big Elvis and then go like people now and then go, eh, you know, ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. This whole uh, bacon peanut butter sandwich business, mm-hmm. that seems like just a regular thing that you would get in a you know a diner in, in the, the din- States now, right? Yeah, that's like yeah. menu item three. That's oh. not shocking. That's yeah. just what it is. You go to diners, drivers, and dives, any one of their places, yeah. you'd find that, right? Sure, sure. Like, there's, there's nothing about that that would make Guy Fieri go, whoa! <laughs> he'd be, yeah, that's norms. That's right. Let's back up this
0: truck out of Flavor Town.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what he'd say. Is there a suburb to Flavortown? or is Flavortown a suburb? Like Ingredientville. <laughs> it's nearby. Oh, that's
1: okay. It's
0: sure. Just, you got to have something for Flavorville. It's a supply town.
1: I do hope you get to do the uh, Diner's Drivers and Dives uh, drive sometime. And you get to I would drive like to the states and try stuff. I would love stuff. to do that. I think that might be a podcast for you. <laughs> Take the portable thing and I think
0: there is a I think there is a show called Diner's Drivers and Dives.
1: Yeah, th- we should do a show called coattails,
0: coattails, and then you just do the exact same places. <laughs> just ride the coattails. Yeah, let's look for his little second f- opinion. Yeah, and then I'll I will also spray paint my face on the wall of the of the place with a little yeah. stencil. Yeah, I can see this working out. Oh, Famous in my in my uh, yeah. I'll be, I've only, I'll I'll only, have only as many houses as Dave Grohl. Nice
1: and well, you know, after you've eaten at those places, you'll need uh, like eighteen bathrooms.
0: Maybe so. maybe Dave Grohl is a really down to earth guy, but you know the thing is when you're as wealthy as that, four houses is down to earth. Okay, you know, like people are like, poor Dave Grohl only has four houses.
1: Uh, wait, who's saying that?
0: Other, who's this fictional other person rich you brought people. up. Other rich people. What, was a Richie Rich just walked into the yeah. room? Yeah. Other rich people are just like, oh, poor Dave Grohl.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I don't see rich people going, oh, poor that person. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't say they wouldn't have that empathy for someone who has less, right? Yeah, they. Who's would. the rich person who has that much empathy? Of course they do. Who? What do you think? They just Elon not... Musk? Do you think he's going, to, uh no. poor Dave Grohl. No, I don't think Elon Musk has much No, empathy. I doubt it. But who? Who's the rich person with the empathy that you're... Um, who has more houses than Dave Grohl? First of all, more houses, richer than Dave Grohl. Bob Dylan. Oh. He would say Sorry, part. you don't have yeah. any houses. Yeah, yet. poor Dave Grohl. Huh. That poor guy <laughs> only can poop he only 18 has poor places and it has to start in the beginning again. Doesn't
0: even have a place in Malibu like I do.
1: Okay. So okay, so uh, Bob Dylan has at least one more house than Dave Grohl, and many more shopping malls. Oh, he owns shopping malls. Yes, he does. Okay, well, they got a lot of bathrooms. So he's got <laughs> he's got at least thirty bathrooms. Then, <laughs> yes. so Bob Dylan, yes. I can poop in a different thing every day <laughs> right. for
0: a month, and it's fine. There's no number two rule in a There's mall. There's no
1: number two rule in a mall, <laughs> and I can go to the arcade. I can go to the bookstore. Yeah, and uh, reading. And they can't say, hey, it's not in the library. I go, I own a plane. They go, oh, okay, you can read, Mr. Dillon. Just don't go electric. That's what they say. Not on the toilet. Yeah, don't go electric on the
0: toilet, Mr. Dylan.
1: That's the one rule. Very dangerous.
0: Yeah. Very dangerous. It's number three rule. Yeah. Bob Dylan is, uh, yes, he's one of those. Uh, it's interesting because in the 60s. Because you think that the, uh,
1: the uh, impression is easy. Until you start doing it. Maybe I, like, I was Bob. doing okay.
0: I was doing all right. I was holding my
1: own. Oh, my apologies. Geesh. I thought it was a fine uh, Neil Young.
0: <laughs> Thank mm. you. Um Old Man, look at me now. Um I'm I was gonna say old
1: man too. When
0: Bob Dylan made a lot of money in the sixties, yeah. you know, he went from like a poor pretty poor kid, maybe middle class, maybe sort of lower middle class kid, growing up in a in a mining town.
1: Yeah. He, someone else was holding his harmonica by the end.
0: <laughs> That's right. He, didn't he had need someone that to hold. He didn't have the little holder anymore, and he, <laughs> but he made a lot of money, and he had no idea what to do with it.
1: Sure.
0: And he, when he was in England, he visited John Lennon at John Lennon's uh, house in Esher. Right. And. Hey Bob, how many uh,
1: <laughs> lose you got? You mean at least thirty. <laughs> and he was bad luck to, to poop in the same loo <laughs> twice in a day. <laughs> I love it. Is isn't that right this Yoko Ono she's not yes. there yet she's yes. not in the picture yes it is right She's not wait the that's thing. Yoko Ono impression yes I'm Yoko Ono <laughs> oh that was that no effort give it to that
0: <laughs> so um, <laughs> he saw John Lennon's place and John Lennon had bought all this stuff he'd like take it his money he just bought all these things the sure house was just did. stuff sure to the tough, just stuff full of sure to he a did. garbage of he did. yeah that's what you do and so Bob Dylan th- said, oh, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. Or he actually said, well, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. And then, so he went back to America and he just like filled his house with, with a bunch of new yeah. gauze and knickknacks and and little kind of cool things that he found. And he's just like, this is completely unsatisfying. Like yeah, he just didn't so. even like it. Yeah. So he just got rid of all that stuff. But it's, So I guess he just th- thought then, well, I guess I'll just give my money to a money manager and I'll let him do whatever he wants with it. And then he just ends up with like owning all these malls and Okay, because there's one or two stories and... that
1: goes with that usually is like either and that was a good idea or that was a terrible idea. And the money manager took all the money and fucked off.
0: Yeah, that often happens. But you have to be Because you know
1: you're dealing with uh, you know, a musical genius and a dumb dumb real person. You know, and so they won't know that the money's gone until you're gone
0: and then it's gone. Maybe maybe Bob Dylan is a little more cagey than he but that'd be, be nice. Like to know. I mean, I don't think you can have like as long a career. There was as he's had. there
1: was two things Lauren Michaels said about money that uh, sounded right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is you always go through your first money, you burn through it because you, you okay. have no idea how to spend money, and so yeah. you burn through it. You yeah. think it's forever, and it's not, and yeah. so you burn through it. So that happened
0: with my paper route.
1: There you go. That's what Lauren Michaels was talking yeah, about yeah. for the most part. Was like kids paper route. Yeah. And the other thing that people do with uh, money when they get money for the first time is they buy back their childhood. Okay. So anything that reminds you of your childhood, yeah. that's what you get. So you'll fill up the basement with you know pinball machines or you know like a couch that you used to have in your old house yeah, or yeah. whatever. Anything yeah. that reminds you of an exaggerated version of uh, you know your childhood, and then the next stage is you know if uh, if you're that kind of person is uh, then you go Donald Trump almost, which is what's a what's a rich man like? What yeah. do they what do they have? Well, this is a rich man thing. Oh, I should have that thing Mm -hmm. because that's expensive. Mm -hmm. So you buy the stuff that you're supposed to have. That's dummy stuff as well. (laughs) And then, you know, hopefully you get a money manager or something and you just end up like, you know, investing or putting it away and just buying shit that you want and uh, giving some money to charity and taking the tax break. Yeah, I think the
0: important thing is if you have a money manager is you look at the statements that you get monthly. What you almost need is two money managers. (laughs) <laughs> you need one money manager to keep the other money manager honest. Oh, so honest. you need a money
1: manager manager. You do. Mm-hmm. You need someone because, and this just reminds me of, I was watching little clips from the movie Casino. Yeah And uh, Robert De Niro was talking Why were talk- you we
0: watching clips From the movie Casino
1: Because uh, they were on YouTube And okay. it was like I was looking at something And then Something about like Maybe like a card trick And then there was a clip From Casino okay. and I went, I've never seen Casino Let me look at a clip
0: Oh you've never seen it
1: No Oh I love that movie The clips look good um, But uh, he, uh, Robert De Niro Was breaking down How uh, Casino works And it's like You know uh, The dealers are watching The customers And mm-hmm. then the pit guys Are watching the dealers And then the managers Are watching the pit boss yeah. And then And then is watching the dad And I'm watching the da, And that's the whole thing Because there's a lot of money yeah. So you need someone watching someone watching, someone watching someone. Yeah. So if you have if your money relationship is yeah. I give my money to this guy and then I trust them, mm-hmm. then you got a problem probably. Yeah, you yeah. need someone to, you know, keep an eye on that. You need, person. you need a
0: banker. You need a banker who's also also interested in your money. Yeah. And then they they get concerned if your money is disappearing in some weird way. Yeah, and they can still... Yeah, I mean, you can still get screwed, no problem.
1: Yeah. But there's but less chance if you've got more people involved yeah. who are looking out for you who know they will make regular money off you sure. over the long term if your money doesn't get swiped. Yeah. So it doesn't make
0: sense to swipe it and leave. Well, Lenny Cohen, as he's known to Canadians, Lenny Cohen, um, when he... Like, he got ripped off, but his thing was he went he like went into a buddhist monastery for like 10 years or something and he wasn't paying attention to his to what was going on in his in the real world he's too busy meditating and then he got ripped off and so then he had to leave the monastery and go back out on the road when he was like in his 80s and earn some money in order to like have have some money to live on yeah and uh you know maybe have a leg leave a legacy for his kids maybe it might have been help- helpful helpful
1: yeah there are definitely uh, performers who are on their mistakes were made tour
0: <laughs> did did billy joel get ripped off
1: that sounds about right i don't think i don't think elton john ever did but billy no. joel i think did get screwed over cuz
0: elton john never finished spending what he his first money he's still spending his first money to this day okay like he is a spendaholic Shopaholic, everythingaholic. He's a, a he's an aholic. Yeah, like he's an he's just aholic. You don't any anything you say to him. Like, do you like crackers? He says, Yeah, I'm a crackeraholic.
1: I'm a crackaholic.
0: It's <laughs> like, oh, that sounds like a different. That thing. sounds yeah, that's a different thing entirely. He goes, No, I'm also that. I'm yeah, also that as well. And
1: and uh, I, I really like uh, bicycles and uh, specifically the pedals. I'm a real pedophile. I'm like, okay, again, we got to really get into what you think you're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes, I don't write the lyrics I'm like, I understand that, mm-hmm. but you still need to know how words work, <laughs> sir Yeah Yeah, I leave the
0: talking to Bernie Taupin He does Talking Topin, as he's called mm-hmm. Or is it Toppin? Bernie mm-hmm. Topin. be better if it was Talking Good, Sure, by the way, that's his podcast
1: Talking topin, Yeah, that's the podcast that Elton John does about Bernie uh, Taupin It's Talking Topin. <laughs> how come you think it's Bernie I That's the way I've always heard it pronounced Okay did you did you not see the movie about Elvis? Uh, not Elvis. Elvis. Uh, yeah, I did see a
0: couple of movies about Elvis. No. Oh well, well I've, I've seen Kurt Russell about Elvis playing too. Elvis and, uh yeah, that so was that good. One. That was a good. Baba Hotep. Uh, th- that's a good one too with uh, Bruce Campbell as Elvis. Yeah, yeah that's very good.
1: Uh, but uh, what what was it? Uh, I'm, Man. I'm still standing. It's called Rocket Man. Rocket Man. That's yes. right. Yes. And then there was the weird thing where the guy who played him in and uh, that was also in Kingsman. And, yes. And, and Elton John was in King. Oh my God.
0: I saw that was, that was very terrible
1: yeah 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 you can let's be honest he, no it. Uh, no i can't i can't be honest about that because i just saw the king's man
0: oh and that's even worse probably well
1: whoa, whoa is it weird like it's it's <laughs> it's a movie where you really do watch it and just go what were you thinking? Like over and over and over and over and over again. Tony, where where are we with this? What is this? Is this a satire? Yeah. Like, are you are you trying to play it dramatically? Like, do you you saw the other movies, right? With like all the anal sex jokes and Obama's head blowing up. You saw those, right? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what's this? How is this connected? And this is what led to that. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? Like the last movie, again, as you're right, not good. Yeah, it's awful. But tonally, it fits in with the first one and makes sense in that world, though a bad series of choices. This one, wow! And you know, uh, some some good actors in it. who are trying, but like, geez, <laughs> please, what? A, what? What the hell? Are you?
0: What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing with this? It's so confusing. Yeah, the first one's really really good. I think. Like, it's a great, it's a fun premise, and mm-hmm. it's done well, and it has that fantastic fight sequence, of course, with Colin Ford. Yeah,
1: yeah. Good
0: and then. there is, by the way, yeah. there is a fight
1: scene with Rasputin in this one that's great. That's just, if you just watch that, yeah. it's it's really real. He's, he's dance fighting,
0: oh, wow. and
1: uh, Ray Fiennes is in it, and it's so good. Uh, Can I ask,
0: the, did you say Robert Rasputin after you watched it?
1: I believe they played it during the scene. Oh, play. that's I'm, something. If if not, they probably yeah, played it somewhere else during the, something. Yeah. it. Something. It might just been the Tetris theme. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: the, yeah, I think I really, I really like the first one. I just thought it was weird though. When you get to the second one, they kill Roxy. They kill like the other king's person, sure, which seemed like awful. Mm-hmm. And then they have him in a relationship with anal anal sex princess. And you're like. I guess that makes it okay that that was the joke at the end of the last movie is that like we're supposed to kind of go, well, okay, that was fine that you had that joke at the end of the movie because now they're an item. (laughs) It's it's weird. It's sort of weird, kind of like, is it okay now? And then, and then, yeah, then the whole American part of it, you're just like, well, why? why are we sucking America's dick? Like, who cares if they want, they don't get their whiskey men or whatever they're called. Like, I don't know. It just seemed, it just seemed to suck up that movie. And then they bring Colin Firth back too. You're like no, you don't get to have an emotional mm-hmm. moment in your first movie, and then negate it in your second movie, blah. Yeah, it's bad. Bad feelings all around. For me. Fair, fair enough. For fair me enough. For that film. Um, once again, good performers. Yeah, good actors in that show. Everyone's a good actor. Everyone's doing doing their thing. We had, you know, Jeff Bridges came in again to do his True Crit, do, do his True Grit voice. Sure, his new thing that he does in all his movies. Yeah, wow, I'm here to ra 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 ra. There's a famous Thank, actor, you, Jeff. There's a
1: famous actor in this one that I think I left the room for a half a second and came back and was like, what, what's he doing in this? I don't know. <laughs> It's just there. And was like, oh, so he's one of the, yeah. Huh. <laughs> and he does nothing? I don't know. I don't know. It's All right. That's weird. I don't know. It's fine. I guess soon we'll get to shooting your dogs. Like, what, how does this get to that? How does this get to that? That's what I have to say. Yeah. It's uh it's it's watch it maybe sometime. There's some stuff in it that's okay. There's some action that's all right. But uh weird. If it's free I'll I'll give it a I'll give weird. It a give weird. Weird, weird, weird. Well maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just reacting to TV weird. I watched Simpsons this week and uh one scene um Homer uh, beats a Wolverine to death with a rock and uh realistically and then the rock is covered in blood because it was like trying to attack them. And uh, they played it all sort of for drama, and it was like, "Hmm, that's a weird. This seems uh, <laughs> seems a poor choice. What's going
0: on? This here? seems a
1: poor choice. Like,
0: it's very zany. Uh,
1: yeah, they they decided to ditch the comedy mm. and play everything super super heartfelt. And all these people are now talking about it, going like, "It's the best Simpsons episode in so long. I'm like, huh? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me." But I don't want to see a Wolverine get beaten to
0: death with a rock.
1: That's just myth. Hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you, what, what, what's so great about Wolverines? Because you're a big fan of Michigan State. Oh, and uh, and the character
1: Wolverine from X-Men. Okay. As you know. Okay. I'm an enormous X-Men fan. I went with a sports one and you went with a comics one. Yeah, that sounds on brand.
0: Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Schnick.
1: Speaking of uh, superhero superheroes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know we normally do the the bit. Where it's like, hey, we're not going to go see this movie, and then yeah. we go see that movie. But I'm probably not going to see this movie for real. Uh, <laughs> but you call me, you call me up about, uh, or wrote me, and we're like, hey, you want to see Batman? Yeah. And uh, and I asked, uh, you know, it's the around. Other, I asked around uh, my family members, and yeah. both of them have day jobs now. So I do too. The film, is, I know, but you <laughs> sleep four hours a night. <laughs> All right, and they're normals, uh, and the movie is three hours long and starts. It's not at, three hours long, sir. Two hours and fifty nine minutes. I apologize. You should. Bat time. By the way, Batman <laughs> sleeps four hours a night. That's a, that's canon. Batman sleeps four hours a night. Um, when he sleeps, sometimes he does not sleep. <laughs> but this movie this bat movie, this Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson yeah, Robert Pattinson movie, and yeah. Robert Pattinson, fine. Yep,
0: he acts good. I enjoy his. I enjoyed him in um, Tenet. Yeah, that was good. Uh, in that movie. Jeffrey Jeffrey writes in this, I think. Jeffrey Wright, I like him. He was very good. I think in he's the... Commissioner Gordon. Good, I liked him very much in the recent Wes Anderson film. Yes, he was really good in that. He's also a good Watcher. It's a good. What's a Watcher? A
1: Watcher is someone who watches from the moon and reflects on what if stories for Marvel. Oh,
0: he was in the animated series What I If, and he was. See. The I didn't. Watcher. I didn't watch. Uh, I only watched one of those, and I, I did not know he was. Okay. A partaker in that in that yeah. thing. He's also the best Felix Slater.
1: He is the best Phoenix in his life. He's also really great in Angels in America. The movie? The movie based on the play, yes. Hmm. Yeah, he's really great in that. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a really good actor. Let's, let's give him that. Um, but the movie itself, from yes, what
0: I've seen from the trailer, a, what, I don't know why. What can, you, what can you tell from the trailer? There's nothing. It's an incoherent mess. The yeah. I, I feel just, like they don't want to show you very much. Okay. But I do wish it showed him as, as Bruce Wayne. They 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 don't show him as Bruce Wayne. I don't think so in the trailer.
1: I think they do just because they got to show his handsome mush, you know. Oh, okay. You got to show those. Uh, you don't really get much sense. Of, and... You don't get
0: much sense of him. Okay. And you know what? I just it looks interesting, and I my feeling about DC movies is I enjoy the fact that they just kind of let directors do whatever the heck they want, and they're just kind of like have some fun with it. Okay. See where it goes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go see where that's not it goes. wrong. Yeah, you're
1: not wrong about that. Yeah, I I guess I just I saw the trailer Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, it's Batman. Yeah, it's Catwoman. There's a Riddler. Riddler seems to be killing people. I don't like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. It's another Batman movie. I I I feel like it's just I've had a little too much Batman. I think I'm Batmaned up. You're Batmaned out. Yeah, you've got it. You've done it. In my life, I could not tell you. Yeah how many Batman i've seen in the movies like just off the top of my head it would take me i would have to like take a pen and paper give me like adam west uh no well he was in a movie yep. that's true there was a george batman Man. movie so and i have seen that in michael the theater. keaton there you go george clooney okay we're gonna we're this is the thing this requires fingers Kilmer. okay
0: that's that takes care of the 90s wait a
1: second okay hold it yeah so okay so you got like adam west george clooney yeah uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. Okay, now we're moving on to Chris Christian, Christian Bale, Bale. yeah. Now we're moving on to uh, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, yeah. Okay, uh, Affleck. we're not counting uh, animated, so we're not counting Will Sasso as uh, Lego Batman. Um, <laughs>
0: it's uh, Will Arnett who plays. Uh, Lego Will Arnett Batman. Apologize. Will and Sasso then, was not.
1: Uh, and Batman. who does the
0: voice for the for the the mask of the phantasm and such things?
1: Uh. uh Kevin, Kevin, yeah,
0: I can't remember his name. Oh
1: boy, yeah, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Kevin <laughs> Conroy, Conroy, I think. Okay, I think Kevin okay. Conroy. Okay, there we go. No one else played Batman in a movie, eh? Okay, I don't think so. There is a Batman on in the Titans TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, any other? Oh, uh, there was a Batman in the Birds of Prey TV show. Uh, okay, so we've got ten Batman so far. Now we got Robert Pattinson. That's 11 Batman. We're 11 Batmans deep uh, in my that's lifetime. F- that's, <laughs> the, that's a lot of Batmans. That's fine. I mean, that's more than. Is that more than James Bonds?
0: More than James. No. I don't think so. Well, maybe. Maybe. Are we counting David Niven?
1: Oh. Technically, it was, I guess if we count Adam West, I think we do. <laughs> Oh, well, we're not counting all the other James Bonds in that movie. No, no, that, that would be Because that movie had infinite James Yeah, Bond. that'd
0: be silly. No, no. But all right. David Niven is the main James Bond. So, we, so David Niven, Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, then right to Daniel Craig, I guess. So not that many.
1: Yeah. So we almost have double the Batman of James yeah. Bonds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, that's a lot of Batman. It is. It's a, it's a, I guess it's a series that spits out its actors. Mm-hmm. It really grinds them up. So it feels like so what has
1: this one got to say? Like what is this one <laughs> what has not what has not well, been You know what?
0: I'll report next week. Yeah, yeah.
1: What has not been covered mm-hmm. by the previous Batman movies yeah. that this one is like, "Oh, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, we we're, we're getting to we're getting to this." The one thing I think they could do is make him a detective because I don't think any of the other movies have made him a detective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So where he actually has to solve a mystery and
0: use those skills. I I would appreciate that. I think that is the, I think right. I think that is a neglected part. I mean, it is a little bit of the TV show. Is but it? it? But it's so silly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it
1: goes to the bat computer, and the bat computer solves it almost instantly, or <laughs> it right. guesses like a really bizarre. I was thinking
0: riddle. more of yeah the riddles that they have to solve, but but you don't. I don't know. I didn't see. Um, is it Batman Forever? Is that the one with the Riddler?
1: Yeah, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, as Two Face.
0: Mm-hmm. But it has a Riddler in it. I never saw that one. It's not bad, Riddler. I don't think.
1: It was, it was okay as the Riddler, you know? It wasn't a, a great movie.
0: I saw the other one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Uma Thurman. I'm sorry. I said I'm I, very I, sorry. I, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: I am very sorry. And who was the third villain?
0: Third villain was Bane. Yes! But yeah. I, don't, I don't know who played him.
1: I don't know. A bunch of balloons? <laughs> it also That's had it the seemed like, right?
0: It also had the actor who played, uh, is it... Uh, Luther's dad? No, no, they, he played Clamp in uh, Gremlins Two. Oh, he was the he was the scientist that Uma Thurman kills. I think. Yeah,
1: he's uh, Lex Luther's. Uh, he's uh, 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 oh, a yeah, John Glover.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you're he... right because he's, yeah, he's, a... uh, he's also the father of. He's also the father of Savannah or whatever in the new. Yeah, he's the father of
1: both Lex Luther and Savannah.
0: He's just the bad father.
1: Yeah, he's a bad father to bald guys. Yeah. Yeah
0: it's kind of a weird career arc to go from a, I guess he was a parody Trump which is also a bad father.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I got to say
0: one of the best Luthers yes uh,
1: uh was uh, and I forget who whose name was mm-hmm. but he played he played Luther in um uh Lois and Clark. I thought that was a pretty good Luther. Lois and Clark that's the one with Dean uh, Cain and uh and uh, you know uh <laughs> and the nice <laughs> lady desperate housewife. Yeah, you know her. Yeah. I want to see Tony Braxton. That's of course wrong. That's that's very a million wrong. miles wrong. <laughs> it really? Is. But I know who you mean. This was a weird thing uh at uh, Fan Expo was uh there were times because they they had the as as I mentioned, they had the fella who's playing Superman now, whose name escapes me Taylor something.
0: Tyler Tyler
1: Hecklin. Tyler uh L. Um Hecklin. and and uh his Kryptonian name is L. Okay. And uh they also uh had um, uh tom welling from smallville yes and occasionally when mm-hmm. i would bring that up yeah people would be like "Ugh, tom welling <laughs> and i was like what are you thinking of dean kane mm-hmm. and they go, i was oh no it's like yeah this is a weird thing where like i think tom welling's getting a little heat yeah from like dean kane's uh dickery that he uh, that he's doing and it's like oh poor uh, other Superman yeah. who
0: uh, who's, you know Tom Welling needs to do some hickory yeah to, yeah, to offset the dickory
1: yeah there's nothing I mean I don't think people have a beef with Tom Welling though if someone told me he was an asshole like a musician yeah I'd have to go huh
0: maybe I heard he started a cult got a lot of the ladies of Smallville involved in it
1: I'm that joking, he the did not story. do that. The Darkest Story, let's look at it. And then we look at it and we get sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a, yeah. But Tom Mulling was nice. Good, uh, I'm glad he was nice. All the people that play Superman who were there were nice.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good. Maybe Dean Cain is nice. You just, know what? Maybe he's just nice, but really just... really terrible opinions. Maybe
1: just dumb. <laughs> just dumb. Like, I sometimes think of that when I, when, I, when I read things that Kevin Sorbo says. And I just go like, huh, maybe just dumb. Maybe just dumb and he's surrounded by people. And he's just
0: uh, well, he's, dumb, he's 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 a dumb pure, He's a pure flix guy now. What is that? Pureflix? I don't know what that is. It's a Christian... It's become a Christian streaming channel now called okay. pure flix. But They make movies. They're the ones who made God is Not Dead 1, 2, 3, and 4 okay well if, other, if the first
1: one was good and proved it no why do they need the others <laughs>
0: the first one was not good i guess it proved it because kevin sorbo's character dies his atheist character gets run over at the end of the movie okay and then he recants he has a death he has a deathbed uh and that's uh, conversion. And,
1: and, this, and in this world that's okay god gets fooled
0: by that and goes all right up you come well god doesn't get fooled by it i suppose if you're sincere then you can recant if you're not sincere then god's not fooled by it
1: so if you're killed instantly, yeah, no dice. I guess, but no dice. you got to have that long lingering death so you have a chance yeah, yeah. to go. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I was wrong. God is not dead. Yeah, being of sound mind. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and, well, let's not be crazy. That God
0: is not. Uh, what did he say? He didn't recant. He didn't fully say it all. Oh no! All.
1: Okay, you've recanted, but He's we got to make sure to you're you're not a robot. So you got like, to like pick going... three stop signs <laughs> out of this thing. What? Or God won't believe you. Okay, uh, there's a stop sign. Ooh, that a sign. Just... Oh, that was a yield oh, sign. Just that was a yield sign. I'm God. sorry. That sign said a ret. I'm sorry. Well, that's a stop sign. Uh, it's a French stop sign. It's not technically a stop sign. It's an arrest sign. I'm sorry you're going to hell. Because it's Jack T. Chick rules. And so you get to hell and God yeah. and the devil goes, ha ha ha, gotcha. Because Jack, Jack, Jack Chick is a real gotcha devil guy. Real jerk. Yeah, the, the devil is just there for trickery. Not for sin. No one is in hell for sin. There's no murderers in hell mm-hmm. in a Jack T. Chick comic. There's just someone who, uh, you know, so, Oh, you thought Buddha was a good idea? <laughs> well, I guess you'll be burning forever then. <laughs> well, I did all this charity work.
0: Too bad. Ha <laughs> ha. Say hi to Hitler for me. I want to bring this around, but I'm just going to say one thing. The God is not dead series, yes. each each film deals with a separate issue with, with uh, God not being dead.
1: Is there a connection between any of them? Like a, like a there character? There is a running
0: character. There's a, there's a uh, minister character played by the guy who owns or like produces and owns Pure Flix. Okay. He plays this like Reverend Dave or some kind of name like that. And in the first movie, he just seems like a hapless loser with his, with his other friend. And then he becomes more ominous as, as it goes. The second film is about a teacher who men- mentions in a historical context... Jesus Christ in class, Mm -hmm. and then has all the powers of one of the most horrible organizations in the United States. Yes, I'm talking about the ACLU, which comes crashing down on him with all the power of Ray Wise, the evil of Ray Wise.
1: Well, he played the devil in uh, Mm -hmm. whatever that, uh, that TV show was. his name? I can't remember.
0: Reaper. The devil and Daniel Webster?
1: No, Reaper. It was a show called Reaper. He played the devil.
0: I think you have Webster. I am not thinking
1: of the Emmanuel Lewis show, He Webster. played the devil in that show. I am also not thinking of the show Webster with Jack Webster.
0: They the also local... played the devil in that show. Oh, okay. He was the devil's advocate. I ad- am the devil. He was the devil's advocate. All
1: right, line one, go ahead. I don't think Bill Bennett's the that bad. Well, it's time now uh, the to third do some film. impressions of people. No one knows <laughs> Jack Webster <laughs> the from the <laughs> 1980s on B.C. TV.
0: What was, this? What was his, uh, his little uh, kind of tagline that he said? Oh. He had one though, right?
1: I personally know Alan Thick.
0: <laughs> it was not that. There's me like I can't remember what it was, but anyway, um, the third one was about. Good night,
1: God bless. <laughs>
0: no, it was not. What I was thinking of.
1: Here's looking up your address. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this goes out to the gang at Yancey Street. <laughs> it's in <clobberin'> time. <laughs> it's journalistic in time. Yeah, he had something. It was just like he. It was like. I can't remember what it was. It was like some sort of like no bullshit kind of statement that he would make. That okay. You're supposed to know that like he was like R Walter Cronkite.
1: You know? Yeah. Fair enough. I'm looking, I'm looking it up.
0: He finished off. He'd say, I'm Webster and you're not. <laughs> uh, it's the so- news and I am of here. <laughs> Jane, you – um. so anyway, he – He was on Neon Rider once <laughs> as a judge. Was he really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was okay fair fair and oh wow he was on this hour as seven days as well in 1964
0: yeah no he was a respected he was journalist he was a respected journalist yeah okay he was a no-nonsense gruff you know tie half undone not half undone but you know loosened i don't mean it was hanging around his belly button oh no no
1: he's no hippie
0: yeah <laughs> no no god for god forbid
1: yeah I'm trying to look up his, uh, his phrase, but please continue. Yeah,
0: just put Webster's phrase.
1: I'm trying to find
0: that. That'll come up right away. Anyway. Uh, the third one was about the minister, Reverend Dave, or whatever his name was. Okay. Who uh, gets in trouble with the, with the authorities, with the government, because the government's bad, by the way, just so you know that. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are evangelicals we're talking about. Gets in trouble with the government because he won't turn over some sort of list of information. I never saw that one. The problem for me now... At
1: 9 a.m. precisely
0: precisely that's what his thing was precisely yeah
1: there you go uh
0: now we can relax the problem for me now is that all these these shows don't show on like like uh crave or whatever they're all on pure flicks and i would have to have a i would have to pay pure flicks and i'm not going to give money to these lunatics and the fourth one was about
1: lunatics flicks is also a bad one
0: the fourth one is about uh, a family that is doing homeschooling who get in trouble with the government okay the government because you know homeschooling is great Nothing better than sequestering your children from other children and uh, brainwashing them. That's the best thing to do for children. Yeah. Well, you brainwashed your kids, right? I did. That's why they like Sloan so much. <laughs> Good. I got in there early. Get in there early, folks. Why don't you guys like music that you like? Forget the fucking wiggles. Just start with Sloan <laughs> or whatever you like. Um, I was going to come around. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i quite positive that, that this person will not listen to, to this podcast, so... I'm going to talk a little bit about someone else's life. But I find it kind of interesting, and I just thought I'd bring it up. Please do. Dave Grohl. She is... What's it? Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. How many bathrooms does he have? (laughs) I believe that this person I'm talking about only has one bathroom. Okay. There's a one-bathroom person. Now, this person... This this is a woman. I'm talking about a woman. And she grew up in a a pretty strict religious background. A pretty strict religious background. Canadian strict religious background. Okay. And so... She no longer subscribes to many of those beliefs. Otherwise, she wouldn't be at an Anglican church. I'm telling you that right now. And, but it's kind of still in her, you know, like you can't really escape that entirely. Like you still have that thing, that part of yourself is still there. And you can fight it. You can forgive yourself. You can do something, you know, but it's harder to escape it, right? And so I don't know. I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking about her. I was thinking about her like a, a little while ago. I think because she was in, what I thought of is kind of a weirdly religiously flirty relationship with a teacher at the school that she's, cause she's an ESL teacher or ELL teacher at a Christian school here in the lower mainland. And it's a evangelical school, but she's not. So she's a little bit, you know, at odds with a lot of the beliefs okay. at the school. And so one of the things they start, she started a club there called Emmaus, this club called Emmaus, uh, which was supposed to be like a dialogue between her and, the more kind of conservative elements in the school, and so she had a good relationship with the teacher that she did the club with, and but and I kind of thought, well, it's kind of a weirdly flirty, religiously flirty relationship because they seem to like enjoy teasing each other and stuff like that. And so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, I wonder how she would feel about dating someone whose beliefs were so different than hers, you know. And so I asked her. I just I just asked her, and yeah. I said, "You asked her out." I asked her out. So I see- said, "I know I'm married, but let me just see what you think about this." And you wore a mustache, <laughs> so she would recognize me.
1: My name is Dave
0: Gruel. Dave, Dave Gruel. Would
1: you like to see my bathroom? <laughs> I've
0: got several bathrooms. <laughs> I know you only have one, but I have multiple bathrooms. <laughs> Welcome to my world. And I am alive. <laughs> so I can't stress this enough. But
1: so I asked her that. I just said, yeah. "Could
0: you? Could you like date someone?" Because she w- she mentioned to me that she was in, in the dating scene right now. She's okay. She just said, "I want to get married," and so that's what I'm dating. Sure. And that's my, you know. The clock is ticking. So I said, I want, you know, how would you feel about dating someone who was a non believer, basically? And she says, Oh, I couldn't do that, you know, because Christ is so important to me that I would have a hard time dating someone who Christ wasn't a central part of their life. And so I said, Okay, fair enough. And then another, another friend, I don't know why all the my friends at church are women, but they all are because they're the people who are interesting. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so then another another lady came and we had start, we discussed the same question with her, and she also agreed to this. And uh, and of course, I'm like, okay. Just so you guys know, my wife is a non-believer, like, and it's not a problem for us. We get right. along really well, and she.
1: So after they burned her, what happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which we marched on my house. I said, you could also use the bathrooms when you're there.
1: Wait a minute! Are both functioning? <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, that was a I lot of big bathroom talk. Two,
0: two working, and one with a hole in the floor. <laughs> you can do whatever that you want. So, uh, so then, uh, <laughs> they, they closed the door. I don't know what happened. I, don't, I didn't ask any questions. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. So then, so
1: what did they think about that? Like that? You're yeah, they just
0: fun. thought that was really interesting. They couldn't really see how it would work for them. You know, because they're like, oh, it has to be, You know, how can you talk about this and that? Well, you don't basically, because it's it is kind of hard to talk about like your religious beliefs with someone who thinks they're ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> so you're just kind of like, well, but Lisa likes she Lisa appreciates church. Like she likes to come to church. She she likes the community aspect of it, and she can see the value there mm-hmm. for sure. So when she's not busy, she'll she'll come with me to church. But what was interesting was last night after, because uh, you know it's uh, officially Lent now. I am off sugar once again. Okay, I'm already like suffering withdrawal sy- symptoms. I have a, I had a headache earlier today.
1: Do you do the uh, Ash Wednesday thing? Yes, I went okay. last night
0: for to serve just the Ash Wednesday service, and of course got a smear of ash on my forehead. Do you know what the ash is made from? Uh, leaves. It is. It's made for the burnt palm uh, crosses palm. from yeah. from uh, later on in Easter for, on Palm Sunday. We'll we'll be. Proudly displaying our 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 little poem. Here's and now now glasses. that was
1: the legitimate answer. I'm going
0: to do the reverse of what sure. Paul Lin used to do. Now I'm yeah. going to do the funny answer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, ask me that same question again. Uh,
0: do you know what the uh, ash is made from for the disbelievers? <laughs> that makes it better. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that used to be my joke. By the way, back when uh, oh, okay. I would get the uh, Ash Wednesday ah, thing. Yeah, okay, It didn't mind. go over well. Usually.
0: Did not, I was gonna say, did that go over? No, 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 no. no Couldn't no. see that. No, 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 no. Not no, a place. No, not no, a time. No,
1: no. The Catholic jokes don't go over well in Catholic church. Yeah,
0: no. And and Lent. No. Lent is a time that people are like they're not like in the best of frame frame of mind. Like they're already kind of like gearing gearing up for for sad times. So so
1: you've got a little bit
0: of a headache. I got well. I had some yeah, but I had the ash on my forehead, which of course. You will never have an itchier forehead than when you have something that's smearable on it. Right. Because by the time I got home, I had taken the cross and I had transferred it across my entire forehead just because I kept uh, unconsciously rubbing it because it was making my head, my forehead itch. I'm just,
1: I'm just picturing uh, someone who doesn't want to go to church mm-hmm. uh, but has a friend and just goes, let's do like at the clubs. And, like, when the person comes out, you just press your foreheads together. Oh. And then they pull back. Yeah. And, like, now they got the cross, now too, they the and cross they can, too. like, go home and just go, yeah. I did it. Yeah. Check it out. Got the got the old cross on the head. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know why they... Anyway. Now yeah. Doesn't really get you anything, but... Stamp okay. your head for re-entry. People will look at you twice at the grocery store if you go there after the service.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll, for a second, and they'll go, oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, I get it. They're not dum-dums. They know, you know, ash on the forehead means... Ash I
0: Wednesday. doubt it. I mean really? some people would, but I don't think many people would know that at oh, all. Oh boy,
1: it's about time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's literally your first year in the country. Like it's
0: not a common it's not a common thing anymore. I mean people don't Do you think like like I don't think it's it's not done in like evangelical churches, I don't think.
1: Okay. I mm-hmm. I,
0: don't know. So, I don't know. It's either. always
1: a thing. I see people with the stuff on the forehead, like you know, when I'm out and about on cash yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, there you go. Or uh, but again, I also ride the bus. Sure. So you know, uh the bus also is you, full of you, ash ash heads.
0: You are, you are a, you are a, uh, um, what would we call it? A recovered Catholic.
1: Yeah, a recovered Catholic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's recovering. Yeah, you recover right. so yeah. recovering. Still recovering. Never coming. fully. Recover. You never
0: fully recover. <laughs> Without a
1: smile. No wait.
0: <laughs> you always have that little nugget of guilt in you.
1: There's a yeah. There's a little bit of something
0: where it's like yeah, hm. not worthy.
1: Uh, other things where I just go, <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> Why did they put us all in a room and like kind of make us want to uh, like try to get us to make out? Was that part of a thing? How was that a thing? Was that part of catechism? What was that? That's pretty, what was that?
0: That's pretty helpful, actually. I wish I'd had someone like that. Mm. Not really. No, probably no. <laughs> <clears throat> so I was talking to my to my uh, friend after the service, and she's telling me that she's. Kind of serious. She's four dates into a relationship. She's very happy. Okay. And she said, "But here's the thing: he's an agnostic." And I said, "Wow, that's a big change." She says, yeah. "I know. I really had to."
1: But did he start at the beginning as an atheist? And four dates in, now he's an agnostic. <laughs> no, if so, progress. No,
0: he was a declared agnostic okay. in the in the profile, just as she is a declared Christian in the profile. And which I think is weird. I think he should introduce Christianity like three or four dates in.
1: I think there should be a religious uh, reveal party like uh, yeah. you do for uh, for gender because yeah, yeah. those go well.
0: <laughs> yeah, just have like a firecrackers go off. Yeah, and then all of a sudden your
1: forehead's covered in ash. And you're like, ah, <laughs> now it all makes sense.
0: So yeah, communion wafers burst out. I'm like, ah, Catholic, got it. But I thought that was really interesting that because she said she goes, yeah, I had to really wrestle with this, and she she said some quote from the Bible because she said, you know, I grew up in very strict upbringing, and we had. You know, and then there was some like thing about like you know something about people who don't believe in God as being something rather. Right I don't. She quoted, and I I kind of miss what she said, and I don't remember. I don't. I well, you st-
1: you study the the Bible. Just is there, uh, is there something in there that like don't hang out with disbelievers? I'm sure there is. Is there? Because it feels like that feels anti uh, not anti Christ. But that feels non Christ like. Christ, Christ would ha- would seem to like want to hang out with yeah. the sinners. I
0: don't think that would not be in the New Testament. I'm, I think that's an Old Testament thing that gets dragged into the New Testament. Okay,
1: because Christ would seem to be, you know, hang out with disbelievers, sure, sure, sure. hang out with, you know, yeah. Everyone, yeah.
0: But the Jews were very in groupy. They weren't like a. They weren't really like hot on outsiders.
1: Yeah, know? things didn't work out great. They didn't when even outsiders like, showed
0: up. They didn't even like Samaritans, who were like strictly speaking Jews, but they were yeah. just like a different part of and a different sort of religious belief or not religious beliefs, but different tradition. But anyway, so, so yeah. So she, she, but she said, you know, it's funny, like I, you know, and just, she said, I thought about what we talked about when I, and you know, and I was thinking, like a lot of the Christians that I've met are less Christian than this person I'm dating, who's an agnostic. You know, yeah. They're le- they're less forgiving. They're less loving. They're less, you know, all these things that I that I want from people who are Christians, and they have none of that in them. You know, and I just thought about that, and I was like, okay, well, I guess this doesn't really bother me. I said no because as long as that person accepts you, then it doesn't matter. As long as you accept them, it doesn't matter. I mean, the important thing is that you don't think it's bad that they're an agnostic and start making a, you know, making a federal case out of it. And I
1: could see, the, I could see the problem being like when you have kids, and do you raise the kids in the church mm-hmm. or you know, uh, not? Yeah, you know, I could see that mm-hmm. being a a thing. Sure. Aside from that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Anyway, and I can see that is if the if the person other person maybe had bad experiences with church, that would be an issue. But as if far if cards on the table, everyone he uh, this guy's Chinese, so he's he's grew up till I think he was about 11 when he came to Canada. So you know, it's just not part of their 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 tradition or their life or anything. You know, like so I don't think he has any kind of feelings, yay or nay about it. He's just sort of like I don't know, right? <laughs> he's just right. He's just kind of like he's not. He's not your, you know. He's not a village atheist. He's not like putting pamphlets through people's door slots and stuff like that. He's just kind of not sure. You marked off the not sure.
1: Is that a village it. atheist? I've never heard that expression before. I
0: never heard that. Oh yeah, This just like an expression for someone who's like a ranting, you know, raving sort of. Nudge. The
1: villains in
0: uh, God, uh, God uh, isn't dead, would be. Uh, but yeah, they'd be your, like your your village atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, This kind of like a person who argues from ignorance. But that's kind of like the the, the villains from God is not dead. Yeah. You know
1: who who, who can't at the end? thank Oh guys. my gosh!
0: Like it's supposed to be like a philosophy class, but there's absolutely no philosophy in the class. Like when you watch movie, turn favorite, off film, discuss. Well, yeah, you're kind of like this will be interesting. Like it's a philosophy class where we're going to get some like different philosophical views of belief and re- nope. Okay, that's fine. There was some before uh,
1: before I uh, started to date my wife um, about two semi some sort of relationships before. Two? Uh, it was my it was my it was a semi I, I went out with her for six months say six months it's pretty long uh it was it was it was long enough that we had to make a choice um <laughs> because like she was uh she did go to church and she did want a family and so she did go to church she did go to church and she did want the, a family and she did want a family yes she wanted both those things and at that point you know I didn't have any super strong opinions about you know her going to church or anything like that It's fine I don't know uh and but i was not uh at all sure about like wanting a family or anything like that yeah and it was one of those where we just kind of had to sit down and just go well now's the time you got to make some you got to you know it wasn't like me or god that's fair but it was like yeah i can't give you what you know you want here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know with no hard feelings you know we uh we we uh you know uh, <laughs> I would like to say that we did it cleaner than that you know but it was more ghosty than it yeah, was just like yeah, a mutual yeah. ghosting society sure, sure. sort of after that. <laughs> sure, um sure. but we yeah we did discuss you know yeah I can't uh, I can't be that and this is what you want and and there you go and it was a shame because I did I did uh like her you know and we did have a nice time together but mm. Yeah, she had other goals and yeah. other things she wanted to do in life, and this was very, very important to her. And yeah, you're right, tick, tick, tick. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. I've got, I've yeah. got no regrets to that. We're, uh, no. you know, she still uh, likes my cartoons every morning, which is nice.
0: That's very nice. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I think
1: I'm, I'm, I'm generally, I'm, I am friendly uh, with almost everyone that I have, you know, been in a relationship sure. in the past, and I feel good about That's that. That's
0: really good. Whereas mine were all crash, like crash and burn disasters that. Or only about bad feelings. No, I'm not joking. You did date the Hindenburg for a while. I did. You know what? People put me down for that, but. Yeah.
1: history pro- she's going to flame out. History's proved me right. That's right. <laughs> I want to keep things light, baby. And then so on and so
0: forth. <laughs> I did want to keep things light. I did. Yes. I just thought that was an interesting little thing. Yeah. Because just that having to make that big a change in your. It's thinking. interesting
1: too because people don't, for the most part, talk about religion that much. So the idea of someone being, you know, having to make that kind of choice, mm-hmm. unless you're in a, in a church and you're discussing it, is yeah. not something that is commonly, you know, out in you know the the free world
0: to uh, d- discussed. <laughs> well, yeah, these these two ladies are very involved with our something that's pretty new to church, maybe three or four years old now, which is our Center for Spiritual Studies, which is like a a prayer driven you know there's a lot of like weekend retreats and prayer thingies and all this stuff that i have no interest in at all because it doesn't speak to my belief but hey knock yourself out knock yourself out ladies and one guy yeah whoever you are <laughs> i mean we'll probably uh, i do have i do have odd feelings
1: again about uh you know the catholic church because how could you not mm. you know and especially since you know uh my friend Nick just wrote a book uh, called Safe Space about his experiences uh being uh molested in the church repeatedly, and yeah. then the church acted like and not just the, here's a few bad apples, but mm. covering it up, yeah, and you know there there were structures in place to cover up the rape of children mm. and this was in an organization that I was part of and I was a child in yeah and uh and that still exists. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's like, like if it was anything else, any other structure, any other organization that had this Boy Scouts, Boy, well, to that degree, is there is there the shuffling? uh
0: You know, no, you're right, not to that degree. Actively, but the, what the, I mean, there has been cover-ups and attempts to kind of paper over. Yeah,
1: it problems. feels like the Boy Scouts. If something went wrong, maybe there is. And again, I'm not, I'm not 100 familiar. With with how it goes, but I don't think there's the same
0: uh, an organization with infinite money. Yeah, I don't think it's as intentional. I think if if it did happen, I feel like it's if it did happen, it was because of like just communication, you know, like 1970s communication level problems. You know what I mean? Like where you know some guy was got in trouble in one town and moved to another. It was unlikely that people would think to like put out a general thing. You know what I mean? Like they could just kind of like change their name or reappear and just kind of. I'll be the new scope master, or whatever. And it's just such a strange thing,
1: too, to me that first of all that it that the that, that it still exists and and you know people still do things like go, what's the Pope think about the war and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking? <laughs> why you asking the Pope about that? There's other well, things to be, like I understand why is that why is why is the Pope still the moral uh, you know uh, epitome? Yeah. Uh, when this. Yeah, you know, has not been fucking settled mm-hmm. at all, and is open and is known. Yeah, like there's no. Maybe this happened. Maybe it didn't. No, this shit happened. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, consequences are what?
0: They're weird mm, that way. Little to nothing.
1: It's still a fight. I mean, my friend is still in court right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's sh- it should just be. Yeah, you got us. Like there's like there's like anyone that claims that you should at this point just go. We got to believe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way we don't believe that, right? Because we did fucking do this. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. And, you know, I remember, like, it never happened to me that I'm aware of or remember. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my abuse was uh, was just, like, being slapped by nuns, uh, which is a different thing, which I still think shouldn't have fucking happened, but uh, it's a complete different beast. Um, but we definitely had, you know, the uh, molesting priest jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, and if something has reached the level of jokes, it's fucking happening. Yeah, you know, you know. I don't they remember would, I don't would do Christmas jokes from th- that age, but okay, I, I do. I remember like in grade two, and it was like, uh, and I didn't get the joke. Yeah, but the joke was this: it was uh, okay. So uh, you know, so this is the half Nelson and yeah I'll show you the half Nelson that you do the breath move yeah this is the full Nelson yeah and then this is the father Nelson and he gets behind you yeah. and I'm like okay and that was like great 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 too all right and I'm like you know sexually innocent yeah, yeah. so I don't get it yeah yeah but uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. you know that would be one of those examples but like that clearly was something that had happened enough that it had become a joke yeah yeah and that you ha- and and you knew like Man, the altar boys well they're gonna and you know they, uh and of course you blame the altar boys I guess in the in the basis of the joke of like they're letting this happen to them because we're fucking morons um and we don't know any better but yeah it was it was definitely going on back then people sure. knew it enough to joke about it yeah and and yet it was still yeah well what are you gonna do it's church what are you gonna do stop it what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah it's just ah it's un- it's unbelievable
0: it is strange. They're they're kind of the same with the residential schools though, too. They they won't yeah. they won't release their files so that people can like see who went and what happened.
1: One of the weirdest things was like I went to see Nick's First of all, Nick's book is called Safe Space. Mm-hmm. And uh it's 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 a story about how um, Star Wars kind of helped him through these times and helped him become the person he uh, is now. But he did it as a one-man show. Okay. Uh here in vancouver it was a great show and afterwards there was A Q&A uh-huh. after most most of them and there was an older woman who raised her hand and and said uh, to him after he told these stories and his brutal stories about the worst things you could imagine including uh a priest trying to murder him huh. because he was going to spill the beans and so he pushed him down the stairs yeah and tried to kill him and he, he didn't he didn't die uh, obviously uh, and uh and yeah yeah um, but uh but this woman raised her hand, an uh, older woman, and said, uh yeah, sorry what, you, you were lucky. And it just, just took my breath away that like after all these things like saying, you were lucky. Yeah. And then she was telling her story of the Catholic Church, and like the thing that made him lucky to her was his parents eventually believed him. Okay. And hers didn't. Uh-huh. And it's like that was a big thing, was yeah. just like, no, no matter what happened back in those those days, the woman was to blame. You know, what did you do to leave the priest on? What yeah. did you do to you know to, to to make this happen? And we had a little bit, I think, of that with like altar Boys. We thought we thought in that way, you know, of uh, yeah. Well, some there's you know, I, I would have fought him off. I would have done this. I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure you would have. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what would have gone on. Yeah, it's just it's just so strange to me now. Every time someone does go to the Pope and ask their opinion on something, it's just like the fuck are you doing yeah. Well, yeah well let's see what harvey weinstein has to say what do you think about movies have they gotten too superhero-y let me ask you that from jail <laughs> no he doesn't seem he doesn't think they're cinema oh that's a good point oh, harvey weinstein makes like fuck
0: yes i have i don't know what to say about this no, it's, it's such of a of course you it's don't such a ghastly thing i agree with it you. is
1: it's such a ghastly it's such a ghastly thing i think that is one of the reasons that not much happens is it is so horrific to talk about, yeah. and you don't know wh- where you could go from there or what you can do. That mm, so yeah. maybe we'll have uh, Nick on the show at at some point. Sure, he would be a uh,
0: sure. uh, uh, swell. The problem swell with man. silence, I guess. The, yeah, you know this. It, yeah, it's just Is
1: silence. it better to talk when you don't know what to say, or is it better to keep silent? that's a real good question that's a real fucking good question it's like yeah. there's there's about so many things that's a, that thing is 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 enormous you know uh, again i've got a friend who was uh really terribly injured recently and and became uh paralyzed and i think so many people around her uh don't know what to say mm. so you just keep silent and you kind of just have to even sometimes talk when you don't know what to say.
0: I think that's probably. I think in a case like that, it's better to talk. But yeah, I don't mean to ask questions about what happened, but I mean just no. to keep communicating to that person and making them feel that they're still part of society, that they're not completely out- excluded. Right. And you know, just because you people feel awkward around her, because yeah, misfortune. I think we
1: sometimes feel that we don't have the right thing to say, mm-hmm. and so now's the time to shut up, which is not you know that's that's right when it comes to tweeting. but in real life i think you still have to keep talking to to people when they're going through these times even if you don't know exactly what to say and just let them know that you're here and you're supportive yeah even and and you can even tell them i don't know what to say about this and i don't know the right thing to do it doesn't
0: even have to be a lot that you say you know A a friend someone that you probably know just passed away uh she went through two double lung transplants and unfortunately the second one didn't didn't work out she never got out of the hospital oh, she shit. was there for about three months but it kind of went radio silence and then you're thinking oh this doesn't i'm sorry seem to hear very that. good and then she passed away she was in my next door neighbor when i was growing up and uh yeah and all, you don't know what to say let's be honest we we don't know what to say to someone to, to a husband to a family yeah but i still wrote something and you hope that it'll at least let them know that you're thinking about them and that you think about that person that's gone you know even if it doesn't seem adequate at least you may made an effort you know there's something there.
1: We had that with um again, a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. uh when it looked like uh their uh, their partner was not gonna make it mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, we went we went over there, uh brought brought some flowers. Um Pia and Vicky spent a lot of time picking out the flowers. I had no idea anything about flowers. Yeah. So I just felt like a dope.
0: Um stand there with your bag of flour.
1: <laughs> yep uh she's got a funny story about that uh that uh pia does that she should tell you sometime um (laughs) but uh so so we go over and uh and like should we just leave the flowers should we should we should we like maybe he doesn't want to talk i don't i don't know i don't (laughs) we ended up um uh talking and and i ended up doing most of the talking and it was just just talk about anything yeah just talk about how awful this is. Mm-hmm. Just talk about, just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not helping, but I'm here yeah. and here is the best you can do. And then, uh, fortunately in that case, things did take a turnaround, yeah. you know, which was, which was interesting. We found out about the turnaround <laughs> at the end of one of our
0: podcasts. Yes. it's a great moment.
1: Yeah. Where I was in the bathroom and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and just after taking a whiz, because you know I only have two bathrooms, I'm no Dave Grohl. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the, and I'll tell you, Dave, I did not wash my hands oh, uh, because oh I looked at I looked at the phone and I got the Are you sitting down? And uh, and I just rushed to the bottom of the message, and uh, it was good news. And yeah, yeah. And like, okay, how do I tell this to Dave in the fastest <laughs> amount of time?
0: I, did I know? Did I also get it at the same time? Or did you come in the door and tell me? I, I think you how...
1: got it like just as I was getting it. Yeah. I was just like, let me just say what it is. <laughs> here it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
1: And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you go like, what am I going to talk about on a podcast for uh, you know two hours? And then you just keep talking and then stuff comes up. And all of a sudden you start going, eh, the hell with the Catholic Church. Hmm. And then you end it. Like, oh, well, didn't expect that I'd be going up against the Catholic Church in this episode. But
0: <laughs> here I am. Yeah, yeah, I tend to be very, have trouble in those sort of situations, whereas Lisa is very good in those kind of situations. Yeah. Like she, she wrote to our friend a lot during that time, emailed a lot. And, and I know that he appreciated it so much. Probably not me so much for my total, total radio silence, but I just don't know what to say. Yeah, it's true. I, I you know, I have a, it's tough. I'm socially awkward at the best of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and I have trouble, like, you know, I just have trouble with like body language and stuff, like reading it very well. So, it's uh you know that's why i do really good in parties schmoozing because i have no idea people are like, sick of me and want me to leave nobody's you know? good at schmoozing <laughs> nobody ask ask inf- infinite people
1: and then like there's one person who's like yeah i love doing it and like okay well they're the creep <laughs> they're the creep you know everyone feels everyone feels awkward doing that yeah uh blah, blah. What do you guys think about that? Is it uh, better to be uh, quiet when you don't know what you're talking about, or don't know what to say, or is it better to say something? There, there's a there's one of the questions of uh, of the week we got there for you. So, maybe I had a I was at a uh, diner today. Yeah, and uh, uh, got asked the question which I hate the most, which is any exciting plans for oh. the, rest of the day? That's a oh. tough one. I hate that at night because I'm like, this was it. We went out to dinner. <laughs> But they actually asked, like, are you going to enjoy the sunshine today? I went, no, I'm going to go in my basement. I'm going to do a podcast. Okay. Said, oh, what's your podcast? And I'm like, oh, what's my podcast. <laughs> trying to describe my podcast. I do a hockey, I do a
0: hockey podcast. Uh,
1: I did say, like, we've done podcasts about the Beatles and Tintin and all yeah, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we just talk about, you know, our lives and whatnot. It's just, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: You tell me. We need a card to give people when they ask that question. You
1: fucking tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've been doing this ten years. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows. You know what's funny? Today I um today I I donated some money to the Ukrainian Red Cross today. Oh nice. At the end of the day, I was leaving and I had a message on my phone. Now let's tell you the uh, subject line here. You ready for th- oh, ready for this? It's um as soon as I can get there your ukrainian girl ukrainian girls are seeking for true love i thought oh, that's weird did the red cross sell my my email address is that where they're really making their money from a email Who list did you give your money to the red cross okay
1: when you say the red cross ukrainian red cross yeah okay yeah. Uh, okay so you did that
0: like online
1: yep okay
0: they're real it's right? it's it's a different e- address though oh, it's a different good. email okay. address right. it's kind of funny though when it's it interesting so, yeah yeah it's kind of odd oh, man, now i, I have... just think that it's in the now news. i
1: have to donate some to just see if i can get some ukrainian love <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for true love no they're busy they're really busy they're really fucking busy what they're looking to date right
0: now <laughs> yeah they want to date oh oh is that because uh their yeah. boyfriends are fighting in the war yeah they're, they're... is this why they don't want to wait i does not really say very much about what's going on this is your ukrainian girl is here Let's meet her in a few clicks. I assume that means kilometers, so I don't know how far away she is. Okay. All I can think
1: is that they're trying to trick Russian dudes. Oh, they think I'm Russian. Little, Little
0: honeypot. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's like uh, this
1: beautiful uh, Ukrainian girl uh, wants to come and see you. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you come over to my uh, place? Yeah. Why don't
0: and, you drive your tra- tank down this yeah, drive uh, narrow your bridge? tank
1: over uh, here. It's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have enough gas. Ah, you'll have enough gas. Listen, I got gas here. I'll fill up your tank on the way back. I was like, Oh that sounds good. But I don't know if I have enough food. No, we got lots of food over here. Just drive it uh, long distance. Okay, there you go. Come on over, and now meet me under the bridge. Under the bridge, you say? Yeah, yeah. I'm under the bridge for some uh, nice loving. Oh boy, I like some nice that's loving. Right. Let's go under the bridge. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, well there we go. <laughs> and then someone gets a free tank.
0: But they said like a sign that said "Turn here," and that that's where those all those tanks that have driven off bridges and off yeah. of off roads and. And everything. then
1: they hold up the little wily e. coyote sign, going "Yikes!" <laughs> but in Russian.
0: That's right. And, well, it's backwards K, but otherwise it's the same.
1: Yeah, looks the same. So is Toys R Us a Russian company? Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Ukrainian. So, toys, are, toys are ours. What? <laughs> Come in. Look at our toys. Can I buy some? No. They're our toys. That's what we are. <laughs> oh,
0: my stars. David. Yes, sir. Music. Is, is the food of life? Is there something like that? Music is if the... If
1: music be the uh, food of life play on? That makes no sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... If want... music be the fruit of life... Fruit of life? Is it fruit of life? Juice, juice me, baby. <laughs> Is that what it goes? Is that how it is? He's a juicinator. Um, it is uh, it's one of those weeks where Dave hosts. And so Dave does not do his vampire soap opera updates. Yeah. <laughs> days. Instead, we do a little swing back to those of you that uh, remember the Sneaky Dragon listening party. Oh, uh, those halcyon days. Oh, of my dragon. gosh, where we use halcyon bulbs. And they're they're still burning bright and burning <laughs> hot. And, uh, and uh, those of you that miss those days... Uh, every other week, we Dave picks a theme.
0: Or listeners suggest a theme.
1: That's right. Or listeners suggest a theme. He picks the theme that the listeners suggest, and then uh, lays out uh, five songs, and then we uh, play them for you, and we have a little uh, chinwag about it. Yeah. What's the theme of the of the week?
0: Well, this theme was suggested by... The Roman
1: Catholic Church. God <laughs> damn it. What did we... What? Were we...
0: Oh, this couldn't be worse. Top five songs about the Vatican.
1: First of all, the song, The Bad Can-Can. <laughs> oh, we've done things, some really real bad things. We've done some real bad things, but we're not going to give you our gold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Our gold. Our secret gold.
1: Our guards are dressed real weird, and some have a beard. <laughs> the Swiss guards.
0: yeah, hmm. Who are all married to Swiss Misses. <laughs> hot chocolate. Uh, so this was suggested by Jonathan Babton. Oh! Two-time winner, etc. Uh, Fixed. <laughs> who wrote in and suggested? I just took his like general thing. He described it as as a surveillance songs. Okay. So top five surveillance songs. Right. So you're not
1: paranoid if they really are listening to you. That's
0: right. You're not paranoid. Isn't that either.
1: right, Siri? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did it turn Siri on? says,
1: "Yeah, no, I have to go." Hey Siri. Yeah. There yes. it is. How are you? Here. Oh, you have, hey. a, you Thanks, have a male Siri. voice. Didn't know I had it on the computer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my phone. Okay, so I think you know this is a. I'm appropriately creeped out. Please get on with the songs.
0: <laughs> Hi, Ian. <laughs> I'm Siri. So our first song.
1: Why so Siri?
0: <laughs> why so Siri? So I tried to find some different types of surveillance, not just all one theme. And by the way, the key to doing this was without using "Every Breath You Take." A okay. song I do not like very much.
1: It's a stocky song
0: stocky song but I, I just don't like it i find it kind of boring so our first song is about some laws that were br- brought in in england they were kind of anti vagrancy laws and what they did was they allowed police to when they saw someone that they thought was suspicious they were allowed to just stop them and search them without due cause sounds great and they were called sus laws s-u-s laws i don't know what that means <laughs> maybe you should look that up but anyway uh, so this band is the ruts um, they're kind of a late late punk band. Okay. I think their first album came out in nineteen eighty. The Crack, which is a pretty good album, pretty good album. Uh, but this song is oh, actually uh, oh, oh yeah sorry.
1: you're right it's a it's a, a stop and search law yeah. that permitted police officers to stop search uh, potentially arrest people on suspicion of being, being uh, in the vagrancy acts uh, yeah. violation of the vagrancy act yeah
0: which happened to me when I was uh, younger as well I got I got take, uh, pulled into a police car. In Cold Lake, Alberta, when I was uh, walking home about midnight from a very disappointed woman's house who had gone out of her way to make it very clear to me what she wanted. And, of course, me being so obtuse, I didn't know what was going on. And I was walking back and the police saw me walking and they pulled me into their car. And they wanted, uh, they made me, uh, I didn't have any idea, of course, because I didn't have a driver's license because I didn't drive at that time. Uh, So I was kind of uh, at a a loss, but uh, they did let me go eventually. But it was kind of tricky. I was afraid they're going to drive me out of town. Anyway, um, yeah,
1: it, it's a slang term, uh, so it doesn't have any like
0: sus. It, yeah, it yeah. doesn't
1: have any real definition okay Besides, you know, it was the slang term at the time.
0: So okay, so this is the ruts uh, with sus. Here we go, everyone.
1: thought that yeah i really like
0: the beat to that
1: one mm-hmm. That was good rhythm to it yeah yeah enjoyable first song
0: great well done great. dave
1: thank you <laughs> i don't like the law but i like the song
0: you like the song yeah this isn't from their album this is actually from a, a collection that i the first time i heard them i bought this collection called the peel sessions and they were like little four song they were still the size of an album but they only had four songs on them okay and they were like a great they're kinda of cheapish and they were good ways to hear bands you didn't know who, that you didn't know who they were. So I, I I that's why I first heard Stiff Little Fingers, and that's why I first heard the ruts. I just I bought like a appeal sessions album just because I thought, I don't know who this band is, but I'll give it a try. And yeah. It's great. I, uh, I like the Ruttles better than I like the ruts, but I
1: still like the ruts.
0: Thanks. So I'll just say one thing before we go on is that so what's weird is their first song, which was called Inner Rut. Which okay. Had a B side called H Eyes, which is about heroin. It was an anti heroin song. And I think they did about three of their anti heroin songs. And what's really tragic about this group is that their lead singer, this guy named Malcolm Owen, died of a heroin overdose uh, after their final single, which was called West One Shine on Me. Oh. Which is kind of sad. But anyway, let's go on to our next surveillance song. So this is a romantic surveillance song. This is the sitting in your car spying. On your boyfriend song, because you're maybe a little worried that they're not absolutely faithful to you. And this is a classic, uh, it's not a love song, but a classic romance. romance You thought
1: you were in love song, and it's after
0: the love has turned. Yes. Uh, But uh, it's a beautiful song, uh, sung by Dionne Warwick, written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. So you know that it's. Yeah, there you go. You know it's beautiful, clever, and everything else. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, when you said like it's a Dionne Warwick, uh, Burt Bacharach song, it's like, Here we go. (laughs) Settle in.
0: Settle in. This is pretty good. So, this is uh, Are You There with Another Girl, uh, sung by Dionne Warwick. Here we go.
2: I hear your laughter and there's something I've got to know Are you there with another girl instead of me? I'm standing on your doorstep and I don't know what to do Should I ring your doorbell or just walk away? My friends all say that you were never true It
1: Has a lot of singing
0: I know She's amazing Yeah She's amazing Yeah
1: Just like find a note She's not singing in there, there Oh it yeah it's all over the place But not in a mess Like it's tight Yeah But it's like Oof Yeah, yeah. You try singing that At karaoke Good luck <laughs> Good luck. <Bon> chance Mon ami <laughs> And I like me Some Burt Bacharach <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be That kind of guy Who's like Burt Bacharach Yeah I like me some Burt Oh
0: I love Burt Bacharach I'm a huge fan Yeah Huge fan He's
1: also one of my favorite Marvel characters
0: Burt Bacharach but Yeah he becomes the bulk Okay, yep. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> Is that in like, uh, whatever it's called, Patui or yeah, Black or whatever, Brand X or something? Brand yeah, X? I think so, probably. Oh, Brand X.
1: But he does sound like he's got a Marvel name, Burt Bacharach. Mm-hmm. Burt Bacharach was playing piano when all of a sudden a radiation leak caused him to merge with his piano and assume the bulk of the piano. And then he became the grand bulk.
0: What's interesting about Burt Bacharach and Hell David, the lyricist... Yep is the way that the words work in the songs. Like, and this song is a good example of that, where you don't, it's very uncommon for them to stretch a word across a couple of notes. Maybe at the end of a, at a end of a phrase, but you won't find that in the middle of it. And I don't think Bert Bacharach liked that. I think he liked all the notes to have a word to them oh. and not to be like, you know, la like that. You know, like you kind of stretch it out a little bit in the middle of the... Because I know that when Elvis Costello wrote with him on Painted for Memory, el- the, the album he did with Bert Bacharach, uh, there was a couple times where Burbanker rejected like a line because he didn't like that Elvis, had, in his words, cheated by carrying a phrase, or carrying like a, a word across a couple notes, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like in this song, you know, it's like, you know, I hear the sound, da 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 It's all a word, right? You know, are you there with another girl? That, that stretches out. Yeah. But before that, it's all... Word, 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 word. And it's interesting that it's like that. And the other thing I love, there's a story about... What
1: do you get when you fall in love? Every note seems to be a note. Yeah. yeah that's you're right, right yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. What do you get when you fall in love? Morning I wake up. put on my makeup. Every syllable is set. <laughs> yep. Okay, fair enough. It's interesting, yeah. And so, a, <laughs> so they did a... Um, Bacharach and, and Hell David wrote a Broadway musical... And I think it's called Promises, Promises. Which that, that's a song I know from it. It's based on The Apartment. Okay. And it's a musical version of that that uh, movie. And the cast had a heck of a time with the song Promises, Promises, which is a really fast song. It's like, promises, promises, da da It literally goes. And they're just like, this song is impossible to sing. And Rebecca Rack's like, no, it's singable. They're like, no, you've written a, a song that no one can possibly sing. Mm-hmm. So he's... you brought in dn warwick and this said play. because the reason she started working with him was she was originally a demo vocalist for his for him and david so when they had a song they wanted to sell to other musicians they would get her to sing it for them and eventually i think i can't remember who it was but someone it might even been the owner of the label maybe i can't remember heard heard her singing and said why are you getting her to sing demos this is the voice that you should be yeah yeah, you should be singing all your songs
1: I mean that almost feels mean. It's like that song's unsingable. singable. Let's bring in Deanna
0: Borwick. Okay, fuck, (laughs) fuck, fine. (laughs) Well, yeah, because she grew up like singing gospel. Like she grew up in a family of singers. Yeah,
1: she's gonna be able. It's fine.
0: You know, who became like sweet inspirations after she left the group, but who were like famous like background vocalists and stuff like that. And yeah, she had like all this. And so yeah, she sings promises, promises. Like and that's just fantastic. Like her version is so beautiful. But anyway, all right, let's go into our third song. So um, the first song is kind of like police getting, getting down on you. Yeah. The second song is like, you know, spying on your boyfriend. This song, is, this song is like the state is watching you. Not just the state is watching you. The state is actively trying to kill you. Okay. This is the Au pairs, uh from, I can't remember what this album came out. I'm sorry. It's from Playing With A Different Sex. It's a great album. Absolutely one of the top 10 post-punk albums of that time period. All right. Uh, and this song is Headache for Michelle from that album. Let's give it a listen. that was the au pairs. Well
1: I liked uh here's again I liked it. Uh it the, was a very sneaky beat. Mm-hmm. Sneaking up on you. I yeah, liked it. yeah. Appropriate for a sneaky track.
0: <laughs> it is a very good song. Uh and I didn't realize it when I put this song on and I just put it on because it's a song about the state. But it talks about how in the song it talks about how they're selling you heroin at a slightly cheaper rate because they want to control you. It's easy to control someone who's who's uh an addict. An, an addict, addict, yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the song, it says, it talks about Malcolm is Dead, which is a reference to Malcolm Owen from The Ruts. Oh. Which I thought was... I didn't, all ties in well. I didn't realize it until I was sitting listening to it when I was... Because I like to, when I make the... When I put together the, the songs, and I like to sit and listen to them to see how they flow together. And, uh, and yeah, I was listening. I went, oh, oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, they did this one fantastic album. And then they were recording their second album. And the singer, guitarist, songwriter, Leslie Woods had like a major nervous breakdown and like just fled the country and went to spain Mm. and then she quit music entirely and now she's like a lawyer she's an immigration lawyer okay which is weird yeah i didn't realize that i was like like a long time ago about probably about 10 probably more than 10 years ago probably in 2008 maybe yeah i was on just online and and I saw some sort of link to a thing that was like, where you know, what are they now? Like These are former punks, and what are they now? Yeah. And most of them weren't musicians. They were just people who were like kind of scenesters and stuff of the time. But one of them was Leslie Woods and said she's, a, she's now a lawyer, an immigration lawyer. I was like, well, good on you. Good ah, on you.
1: I got a good friend who's an a opera singer and a jazz singer. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, I uh, just went, eh, done. yeah, done. And, uh, and became a family lawyer. Yeah. So musicians become lawyers like that. Think that. The credits are transferable.
0: Because there's another, there's a guy named Richard, oh, I can't remember his name now for some reason. He's saying in a group called Cardinal with, with uh, Eric Matthews. Richard, Australian guy. Anyway, he became a lawyer after his music career kind of went nowhere. You know, he got to do something.
1: We should have a podcast called Trying to Remember. <laughs> and it's just uh, names that we're trying to remember. And it just becomes a longer podcast as we get older and older.
0: It's sad that I can't remember his name. But anyway. Okay, let's go on to our next song. Our next song is more of a g- generic kind of paranoia song mm-hmm. about, about, you know, how TV is spying on you. Right. Which I, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. It's probably just paranoia, but, you know, let's give them something.
1: Hey, Siri, mm-hmm. is TV spying on us? Okay. I found spying on- Yeah. It, they are.
0: Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So this is... Uh, the
1: voice that hears everything we say. Oh. Just told me that TV is spying on us. Yeah, so it seems like... Without irony. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, here's here's the Stooges. (laughs) Okay. With TVI. This is from their fantastic, definitely in my top 10 albums of all time, Mm. album Funhouse from 1971, probably. Let's give it a listen, everybody.
1: Okay, here's the thing. Uh, went through uh, uh, Fall recently. Yeah. Uh, that made me sensitive to certain things, like looking at screens for too long and what yeah. have you. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it also makes me a little sensitive to Stooges' songs.
0: Because <laughs> right? it gave me a bit of a headache. That's oh, wow. Not, yeah, wow. I
1: listened to about 30 seconds of it and just like, nope, we're good, we're good. But I understand it was good, but it was just for some reason it was just hitting the wrong notes oh, in my head. Oh, interesting. It was giving me a headache. So I uh, I don't know if it was a great song or not. You tell me.
0: It's a great song. Excellent. It's a great song. It's a great album. Like I say, it's one of the greatest albums ever made.
1: Good. Hopefully, I'll be able to listen to it one day.
0: Not because they're great musicians. Not because the songs are great. The songs are great. But just because it's absolutely what it is. And I love something that's essential to itself, you know? Yeah. Like, its essence of whatever it is is absolutely what that album is. There's no attempt to be who they're not. It's just, like, brilliantly fantastic. And also, it weirdly, which I didn't notice when I listened to it on a record as a kid, but when I got it on CD, I realized that halfway through the album, a saxophone shows up <laughs> and plays on the rest of the songs on this on the second side. I don't know why I never noticed that as a kid. Like I guess because I didn't always flip it over and play the second side. Sometimes I would just play the second side, and sometimes I play the first side, and I wouldn't listen to them consecutively. But listening to it on CD, where I listened to it consecutively, I realized, oh, that's weird. On side two, where it starts with 1969 or 1970, sorry. Uh it's it's uh, maybe it's Funhouse, whatever song it is. It's um, it has a saxophone, and he plays on the the remaining three songs. They're they're all pretty long songs on the album. Yeah. So I'm going to
1: suggest a, a theme for a uh, for one of these in the far far future. Do okay. other people's stuff first. Okay. Do good ones first, and then do this one. All right. Uh, which is uh, hey, is that a saxophone? And it's just like where a saxophone shows up in the middle of a song. You okay. don't expect it. Okay. I would also accept flute. I did. Where you don't expect a flute to show mm-hmm. up, and then all of a sudden a flute solo shows up, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a flute. But the saxophone, the saxophone shows up quite a bit
0: where you don't expect yeah. a saxophone to show up. To be honest with you, I did do a saxophone uh, top five. Oh well, on, there we go. Uh, listening party They're done and done. Asked Sorry. and answered. Sorry, My I just because I just because I noticed that after a few years of it being sort of uh, not acceptable in music, the saxophone was making a return into sure. into songs, and suddenly you were hearing it a lot of music, and so I. I just, you know, put together a little compilation of of recent songs that had featured the saxophone. Nice. All right. Our fifth song is kind of a meta surveillance song because it's about watching Uh TV while watching a movie on TV, watching a girl watching a movie on TV, watching the detectives watching a girl watching a movie on TV. So it's a very kind of meta weird song. And this is, as I just said, watching... And we're listening to the song. We're listening to the song. So we're part of the loop. And I also watched the video. Oh, you
1: watched the video. Okay, very good.
0: So uh, this is Elvis Costello with uh, "Watching the Detectives" from his 1978 album "My Name Is True." You know what's uh, 70, great about 77. Oh, thank you. I thought maybe July that's July 22nd. 1977. Go. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you. Um, Produced by Nick Lowe, of course, p- featuring a band called Clover, who were uh, the lead singer left the group while they were recording the album. Because he wasn't needed because they were backing up Elvis Costello. The lead singer was, do you know who it was? I do not. Huey Lewis. Oh. And Clover later. That's news to me. (laughs) (laughs) The Clover later became the news. That's right. And uh, had some uh, big hits in the 80s. But before that time, they were like kind of a a roots rock group. And they were hired to back Elvis. But they're not on this song. This song features a few pickup musicians, uh, including, um, uh, not Bruce Thomas, the other Thomas, Pete Thomas, P. Thomas the drummer who would later be in the attractions with Elvis Costello. So anyway, this is Watching the Detectives. Let's give it a listen.
3: fingers to blow you away just like watching the detectives don't get cute just like watching the detectives get some angry Detectives, watching the 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 detectives.
0: And we're back.
1: It's always weird to me when I know one of these songs. Oh, really? I'm like, that's a mistake. I should know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this song, so I had to put it on.
1: Here's uh, my bit of trivia uh, for you. Okay, uh, but you probably know. Huh? You pro- I'm sure you will. No, maybe Maybe, not. maybe, will. Not. maybe not. Uh What was uh, uh, what uh, bands uh, was was Elvis Costello listening to right before he wrote this?
0: What band was he listening to? I don't know.
1: Uh, okay, uh, this is from Elvis Costello describing about uh, to write this. Yeah, I was in my flat in the suburbs of London before I was a professional musician, and I'd been up for 36 hours. <laughs> I was listening to another uh, inductee's. Uh, record. He's talking about the context. The Clash's first album. Okay. Uh, When I first put it on, I thought it was just terrible. (laughs) Then I played it again. I liked it better. By uh, the end, I stayed up all night listening to it on headphones. Thought it was great. Then I wrote Watching the Detectives.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And they're not really...
1: Well... And it's his favorite song from the first five years of his career.
0: Hmm. First five years? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Uh, Yeah, there's a... Yeah, there's a song from his first five years that he will no longer allow to be played. So
1: well, he said he did something to the song. Oh, did he? That he felt that he felt like late, later on he did something with the song that he felt was a desecration uh, to people who love uh, the original song. What did about he do? watching the Detectives? Yeah, what did he do uh, to the song that uh, that he felt was uh, a desecration to people who love uh, the original recording? I don't know what did he do. He recorded it with a big band.
0: Oh, that's fine. But I mean, really, the, the heart of the song is that bass line. Yeah. And that's what
1: ruined the tenderness of it. Mm. Or tenseness. T- uh, the tens- tense, yeah. It should be the tension, tenseness. yeah. yeah.
0: That's what the song's about. Like that bass line, I think, is played by the guy who had been the bass player in uh, Br- Brinsley Swartz with Nick Lowe. And yeah, that's just a fantastic, uh, just the whole, the whole spare sound of it, which, of course, is the Nick Lowe uh, production technique, is to not do that much work. Because more, the more you add to a song, the less time you have it at the, at the pub. So that's, you know, yeah, that's just a, getting in the way. Should we do an overdub, Nick? No. no.
1: And if you're a fan of the PBS show History Detectives, you'll know it's the theme song.
0: Hmm. Yes. I'm a big fan of Elvis Costello.
1: Me too.
0: But you know what, everybody? I thought to myself, you know what? And I thought to myself, what a wonderful bathroom.
1: bathroom. Yep.
0: I thought to myself, you know what? You know who's going to be disappointed with this list? No, who? Unless I put this extra song agnostic.
1: on agnostic. Maybe. Because they're never happy. <laughs> they can never make up their minds. Come on! How many songs should it be? I don't know, maybe five, maybe six? Yay! Hey, yeah. agnostic, make a choice! Shit, or get off Dave Grohl's pot. Yeah, because he's only got like <laughs> 17 others. <laughs> 17 others. If we're not counting the bus. If
0: we don't count the bus. Because you can't yep. shit in that. The number two rule of number two. Um... No, this is for Ed Draginsky. Did okay. I say Ed Dragansky? Sorry, Ed. I okay. pronounce your name. I apologize. Right. This is for Ed Dragansky. This is uh, Ellen Parsons' project with a song.
1: The Dr. Pepper theme. So here it goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the Eye in the Sky. And this is for you, Ed, because I know that you wanted this song. I And we're back and full disclosure i own this album i bought it when i bought it in grade 10 uh because i like this song eye in the sky mm-hmm. i'm less fond of it now but when i was in grade 10 i like this song a lot nice so i'm glad you enjoyed it and by the way if you watch the beatles documentary get back you will see ellen parsons in that documentary because he was a tape operator at abbey road studios and he was ob- brought in to to help man Beatles, the Apple Studios, while they were recording the oh, nice Get Back session.
1: I uh, hearing this song, I immediately taken back to a kitchen table in my house in North Delta. I'm like, I can see the seat I'm sitting on. Okay. I see, I see the glass that's in my hand. I'm just drinking some juice. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's the '80s. It's the huh? early '80s. Like immediately. Exactly I have there. I have no
0: memory of songs in that way.
1: Yeah, I I only I don't normally mm. I do for movies. I remember like. Yeah. movie theaters that I've been in. But for this song, for some reason, I just remember huh. really clearly. I remember the radio was on. Yeah. it was on. Ra- it was this little box radio that, you know, the clock would turn. Yeah, it was uh, just real real clear uh, memories of that. And, of course, the song went to number three in the States. Yeah. Uh, but it did go to number one in Canada.
0: It did. Really. And Spain. I think I, I might have bought it in Toronto when I was, was there. Because I do remember it playing when I was in Toronto. Yeah. The Eye in the Sky. Eye in the Sky. From All the right album... Eye in the Sky. There you go. With an Egyptian eye on the cover. Yeah. Eye. Eye, eye, A light green cover. I remember that album very well.
1: Yeah. No, that's
0: a... I wonder if I still have it, because my brother did a uh, was very kind and did a cull of my albums when I was a kid. He, would, oh, they, he, he just took them? He would, no, he threw them out in the street as Frisbees.
1: <laughs> Who's the eye in the sky now?
0: <laughs> I wish he'd been that witty about it. Yeah. No, it's just pure vandalism.
1: Oh. Okay. I don't well, know. I don't a, lot know. Of, a lot of anger. He was just
0: like, well, it was, he was just like, they weren't cool. So I lost like some Motorhead albums and stuff like that to, uh, they weren't cool.
1: Okay. And that's why I
0: started le- le- keeping my records in my bedroom instead of down by the stereo. Oh,
1: all right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, we now, uh, speaking of Ed uh, Dragansky, where we normally find Ed is in the land of the mail.
0: In the land of the mail? Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. And, uh, and uh, will we find him in the land of the mail this week? I can't tell you. <laughs> Often you'll find him at the very last letter. That's the traditional okay. spot. Okay, that's the traditional. Usually the traditional spot for a Louise is like number one spot. Number one spot. But what's the case this week? I, I honestly don't know. Oh. Um, so uh, let's see. Last week it's we a asked a couple of questions. Uh, what's your favorite murder mystery? Mm. That was one thing. That's a good one. I think we might have been talking about uh, horse mysteries leading into that. Yeah. Uh, your new podcast, uh, how many episodes?
0: We're uh, on our third episode now.
1: Third episode. Yep. Yeah. Very, very nice. We
0: have a ways to go to catch up to uh, Sneaky Dragon.
1: A little bit, but yeah. you know, uh, you, you can't because we're <laughs> weekly and you're bi-weekly.
0: It's true. So it's impossible. It's impossible.
1: There's no way. If you put all your money on uh, that horse to catch up to yeah. the dragon, yeah. then uh, you're going to lose all your money.
0: Shoot. Well, luckily I invested it all in Bitcoin, so Whew. put it Thank in a pyramid scheme.
1: So last week we asked, what's your your favorite murder mystery? And what was the first record that you bought? Mm. And the first letter is not from Louise. What? But from uh, Lisa Williamson. Well, it says start with L. And he's also the co-host. Of? Horse Mysteries. That's true. What a fix.
0: (laughs) What a fix. Let me just explain What a fix this is. Lisa was writing from school. And for some reason... Uh, her, she says she's used her email before, but if you write the fir- very first time you write to the show, yeah. you won't get your comment read right away.
1: No, unless Be- you grease the wheel. I have to, yes. Unless Dave gets his beak wet. Unless
0: I get my beak wet. I have to approve your comment. Yeah. This yeah. is a way of keeping out shoe ads the and stuff Ukrainian like that. Ladies and Ukrainian who ladies are looking for fellas oh. in
1: this time of love. Because yeah. that's what, what the big deal is right now. Hey. It's like, I need to date more, say yeah. the Ukrainian. Yeah, lady. of
0: course they do. Well, look—it's a—it's grim times. There gotta have a silver lining, and that is me. I'm a silver lining.
1: That silver lining is Canadian podcasters. Yeah, uh, looking for love,
0: looking for love, all the wrong
1: places
0: in the Ukraine, also wrong place. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so Lisa wrote a comment. She posted it. It did not appear right away, and so then she wrote wrote another one, kind of because she didn't understand what happened. She was a bit confused. She thought it just. She thought it got erased. So, um. So anyway, I just thought I would put that preamble.
1: I hope that didn't uh, cause any friction at home. You're what? erasing your wife's messages. <laughs> I didn't erase them. I improved oh, them both. All right. Fair enough. Lisa writes, I'll answer number, question number two right now, as that's the one I can answer immediately. The first album I bought was Alice Cooper's School's Out with the little fold-out desk. Oh, yeah. And, and paper panties. Mm. I bought it in uh, grade six or seven. I remember in preparation for my birthday party, which was to be a sleepover. Mm, my my inspiration. Okay, I can't think of. Okay, listen. She was. It was grade six or seven, and it's a sleepover. So we're not going to make like goofy sounds about that, right? You can. You're married to. I'll
0: her. make a. I'll make a good goofy sound around it. Okay. Ready?
1: There you go. Uh, My inspiration for buying the album was when I was nine, my mom took me to the UK Mm -hmm. and we stayed uh, with relatives in a small house that was full of rambunctious teenagers, three boys and one girl, a very foreign environment for me. It was loud and active household. And my youngest cousin was obsessed with the album. I remember that he wore a pair of jeans with the name Alice Cooper embroidered on the back pocket.
0: Wow. That's a coincidence that he he had Alice Cooper brand jeans, but also was a fan of Alice Cooper.
1: That was weird. That is a
0: weird joke. Alex Cooper was
1: most known for his jeans. Uh, and also, uh, woke the entire household daily by switching on the record player every morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> Turn to 11. And he would play schools out full blast, then lift the needle and replay ad infinitum. Mm. It was uh, shocking and exciting and got a bit annoying and repetitive, <laughs> but it was definitely a formative moment for me. Our last pre- principal at school I uh, used to, uh, I, I, I work at used to play schools out at the end of the last day in June. Love it. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my experience with Alice Cooper was, uh, saw him on the Muppets, mm. liked him on the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a Marvel comic uh, that was Alice Cooper. Okay. And I liked that so much, I was Alice Cooper for two years in a row on Halloween. <laughs> Did I like his music? No. I just liked his look.
0: I like his early. I like the first, I like well, not the first album. So those are kind of rough, but from... uh killer is it with i am 18 on it you know through schools out billion dollar babies those are all really good albums Must love loves so so
1: and in the movies uh what uh famous killer is he the father of or in the movies in the movies
0: he played a he played a
1: a famous killer yeah uh, famous killer's uh, horror killers uh father who was uh, was he Jason's father he was not Jason's father i don't know if jason has a father i don't know if we've he has and a Jason, mother. He, he has does, to have a father. Definitely has a mother. Then he has to have a father. Yeah, but uh, but uh, this person does have almost equally famous uh, who 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 was uh, his kid. Hmm.
0: Famous killer. So this is a real killer, not a nope. not a movie killer. Oh, fictional, f- fictional killer. Uh,
1: just like Jason, fictional killer. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Um, is it is it uh, the guy from Halloween, Michael Michael Myers? Nope. Do I got one more guess? Three, yep. th-
1: three, three times lucky. Yep, you probably get it this time because there's not many of these guys.
0: <laughs> was, it, was it Freddy Krueger? Yes, it
1: was Freddy Krueger's father and <sighs> the fifth. Nightmare I was thinking Freddy Krueger, and then I was
0: like, no, it can't be Freddy Krueger.
1: Yeah, he was one of the first people that uh, Freddy killed because he was an abusive dad and was going to give him the belt, I think, mm. uh, or some such, and uh, and then uh, killed killed his old man. Liked it, liked the taste of it.
0: Alice Cooper is also in a John Carpenter film.
1: Oh, what's he in? The genre?
0: He's like a a bum, like he's like a like a street person in uh, Prince of Darkness. Oh, okay, which is a uh, very good movie.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I remember the big thing was like, you Cooper seems like such a ooh weirdo, but he loves golf. Like, yeah, they all like golf. They're like, yeah, I would not be surprised if He's Gene just a, Simmons and he's a performer. Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's playing a character. He's playing character. Well, the amazing Randy, who we all know as, as a kind of debunker of uh, psychics and whatnot. A bit of a killjoy, but um, he was the magician who uh, helped arrange the the stunts and stuff like that for the the stage shows when they toured. Oh, nice! I remember reading a book by this guy named Bob Green, who was a a columnist for a Chicago paper, at the Chicago Chicago Seven Times or something. And he, had, he has a book called I think it's called Billion Dollar Baby, and it's about him touring with Alice Cooper. And he he was incorporated into the act; he did something in the in the show as well. I can't remember what it mm. was now, but and uh, yeah, he, he mentions the amazing Randy in there. So. Uh, later on, I was amazed to read about the Amazing Randy in a different context. That is, as, as a killjoy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but most of the people he was killing the joy of were, uh, you know, scamming people. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. Know, good on him uh, for that. That's true. All right, so uh, Lisa wrote again, <gasps> saying, uh, Apologies if the response to the first record I bought appears twice. I wrote it. Didn't seem to stick. We'll redo it, but here we go. Uh, We don't have to get to that, but we'll do the first one. Number one, uh, favorite murder mystery. Oh, so many. And some uh, maybe not exactly murder mysteries. But for books, I have a real fondness for a short series. I think it's ongoing by a Canadian author set in the UK. The Flavia del Luce books. Am I getting that right, Dave? Is it Lucia? Sure. Flavia del Lucia. They are presented as more of a kid's book, but have a great appeal. I also confess to having a great liking for Dick Francis books. Maybe no surprise, mm-hmm. you and my grandparents <laughs> loved it. And my, and my dad also liked Dick Francis. I read a bunch too. Uh, and the Sue Grafton books, uh, you, we used to have like all those in my last
0: roommate's uh, place. Are those like the A for alibi yep. and B for yep. burglary and yep. C for yep. criminal activity? Yep. yep. I find her
1: writing style very soothing for some odd reason, uh, though I feel no kinship to the main character, Kinsey Mahone, who my cat
0: was named after. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I also. It's funny that she doesn't feel kinship for someone named Kinsey. Interesting. Very, uh, I, uh, that's a good name for a cat. Kinsey. Yeah. That's right. a good name.
1: And then I was like, have you heard of the Kimsey, Kinsey, Kinsey uh, scale? I'm like, nope. Uh, you will. <laughs> uh, I also like the book, uh, The Lovely Bones, but I don't really, uh, like anything else the author did. That's okay. You can just like one book by an author. Yep. Uh, I don't know if this qualifies as a murder mystery. But one of my favorite films in my youth was Three Days of the Condor. Uh, I found it exhilarating. I like that very much. Yeah, I don't know if it's a murder mystery, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fargo is my number two all-time favorite movie, if that qualifies. It does. I also love North by Northwest and Game Night, although I don't think uh, anyone actually gets killed, huh? But I went to that film with low expectations and instead uh, filled me with happiness and excitement. I liked Game Night quite a bit as well. I did too. And I'm assuming you didn't go into North by Northwest with low expectations because you know. You knew. And then you saw and went, hey, that's really good. (laughs) And for TV shows, I like the Miss uh, Fisher murder mysteries as much for the fashions as anything else. I don't know if Prime Suspect qualifies as a murder mystery. Damn right it does. Uh, But I found it very (laughs) compelling to watch when it first came out. Although when I tried to rewatch it about a year ago, I could not really get into it. Too gritty. Uh, And uh, then back again, just a reprisal of Alice Cooper as the first album. Yeah. And Chris Roberts replies, totally with you on Fargo and the Lovely Bones.
0: Hey, Chris. Yay, Chris. I was there first. There you are. i trying to suck up to my wife.
1: There you are. Um, uh, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in this. I think the Fargo TV shows are uh, pretty good. Though know, i got a friend who got killed in uh, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> bragging.
0: <laughs> Pretend killed. And she now
1: plays... No, no, really got killed. Oh, dear. Uh, she's a very method actor. And <laughs> plays the same general character in Resident Alien.
0: Never seen it. Don't know what it is. Not bad.
1: It's okay. a It's a show about an alien mm. that uh, crashes in a small town, pretends to be a doctor. Okay. Has an agenda. Huh? Only this one kid can spot that he's an alien, though. Okay. And so he's like, I got to kill that kid. So he's like, not a nice guy. Oh. But it's funny. And it's uh, Alan Zudik. Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Uh, and uh, yeah, quite good. Well worth a watch. Uh, got a second season. She's also in Upload. Which was
0: oh, uh, who was she? An upload.
1: She was uh, the the paranoid aunt.
0: Who, oh, oh, cool.
1: Yeah, made some things happen. That's right.
0: That's a that's a fun show. I, I I guess it's not coming back again, but I loved it.
1: I don't know. I hope it is, but I see that she's in this other season. Yeah, no, I'm just happy she's worked. She's great. Yeah, Edward Dragansky. Hey, speak of the devil, and then he shows up. But then after him is Edward ha! <laughs>
0: Good save. Yeah,
1: back in college, I can remember uh, being surprised by the movie DoA, the 1988 remake of a 1949 uh, film noir uh, thriller. Dennis Quaid as Dexter uh, Cornell, an English professor who is poisoned and has 24 hours to find out who murdered him. I liked that film as well. Saw that at the Granville Seven Cinemas. I can remember movie theaters I saw things in. I've only seen the original. Oh, it's it was fun. Den- you know what Dennis Quaid has a bounce to him that I enjoy in a movie Ooh. like he's got ah, he's having a good time <laughs> I'm like I'm having a good time with you even though you're poisoned and things are bad uh, after what appears to be a student suicide Quaid is led down a series of murder. it's led down a series of murders that have nothing to do with his own murder only to find out in the end oh there's a spoiler here yeah there's, some- there's a spoiler I'm going to skip the this- you can read Edward's thing If you want to know what the spoilers are <laughs> But yeah, you're right The uh, D- Daniel Stern is very good in it So I'm not going to say it Because I think you should see the movie Sorry, I'm making an editorial decision To not say the spoilers But you can read them if you want on our webpage uh, I thought this was such a clever film I saw it several times uh, when it showed on campus And I bought the one-sheet poster for my dorm room The entire film was shot in San Marcos, Texas, in and around the Texas State University, but never referenced uh, San Marcos in the film itself. (laughs) It all happens right before Christmas, and it's hot, so I figured it must be Texas. Speaking of hot, feel free to turn off the heater if you'd like. Um, Another murder mystery uh, was the 1976 spoof Murder by Death, with a cast of favorites such as Peter Sellers, Peter Falk, Maggie Smith, David Niven, and James Coco. It's kind of dated... A little bit. Uh, but I can watch Falk just chew up all the scenes as a <laughs> bogus Sam Spade, or as he's known in this film, Sam Diamond. It's deliberate and intentionally meant uh, to sink a knife squarely in the heart of murder mysteries. Hmm. And I believe him, I'm, I'm not wrong, Peter Sellers is kind of a Charlie Chan character. Oh, So take take that as the 1976... Oh, Peter. Right. Well, this was before the Phoenix Plan plot of Dr. Fu Manchu, which he would do, I think, shortly after that. So, you know, there you go. So take that with all huh. the salt that you wish to take it yeah, with. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm going to say see it. Know what you're getting into. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, good uh, chewing of uh, scenery. Yeah. I think David Niven is playing um, the character from The uh, the Thin Man.
0: Okay. I believe. Nick Charles. Nick
1: Charles. Uh, my uh, By the way, I think I think there was a Thin Man parody in that Simpsons episode I was just talking about. It oh. starts with a Thin Man parody that's like interesting, and then goes into beating a Wolverine to death. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my first album was the double album score to Star Wars by John Williams. Mm-hmm. I paid my friend five dollars for it uh, for for it since he received it as a gift and didn't want it, and I still have it. My first record or forty five was bought at the local supermarket. They had uh, records in a cardboard box across from the camera counter where you bought brought your film to be developed. It was a uh, living thing. By the Electric Light Orchestra. B side was Ma Mama Bell. I heard it on the radio and really wanted it, so I found it at the store and had to have it. It also cemented my love for ELO, which must have pleased my musical tastes in symphonic music. The funny thing is, I don't think I ever bought one album of theirs. I just listened to them on the radio and later bought a collection of ELO CDs, but that record was the start of it all. Hmm. I really enjoy ELO. I'm not a big fan of their cover bands. <laughs> That's <laughs> deep cut. Uh, on last episode, <laughs> they I may have... can
0: turn to stone. <laughs>
1: we're gone. Uh, uh, on last episode, I may have listened to the exchange about mixing wine and vodka to make sangria three or four times. It may be one of the funniest segments I've heard on Sneaky Dragon. You boys are on fire last week. Uh, love and peace to all. Insert your Ringo Starr with peace fingers here. What love love lo, lo and peace. Lord Love and peace. peace. Love and peace. Hi, right, did you need me back again? Well, John, we don't. Please leave. Do you need Yoko Ono? No. Again, this is getting <laughs>
0: offensive. Please. <laughs> Nobody I want Yoko Ono to come. All right, please. Come on, Yoko, get in here.
1: Oh, dear, she doesn't want to be part of this. Uh, oh, oh dear. We're both getting back in the bag. Oh, that's terrible. God, Sorry to hear this. Chris Roberts writes, Murder Mysteries... Well, if we can extend the genre to crime fiction, I'm definitely a fan of the hard-boiled uh, film noir school. Like Dave, I love Dashiell Hammett's books, particularly the Continental Op short stories. Yes, they and, and the movie of the Maltese Falcon is very rewatchable. Agree? Disagree, David? I've seen it once. All right. So for David, no.
0: I mean, it's uh, possible. I just someone only...
1: once said, Sorry. I guess it's not. Someone once said Hammett uh, took the crime story out of the drawing room and put it in the street where it belongs, and that's about right. I really enjoy Raymond Chandler too, especially *The Big Sleep*, both as mm-hmm. a movie
0: and a book. Both of those are like authors that are so great to read, and then but their output is very, very small, and so you're just so sad when you get to the last book, and you're just like, ah, oh, that's it.
1: And the film that's of it. *Double Indemnity* that he adapted from James L. Uh, uh, James M. Kane's novel with Billy Wilder directing.
0: Mm, it's good, isn't it? It is. That's
1: very good. Robert Stanwyck. Crisscross. Oh. Am I right? No, Strangers on a Train was Criss Cross. Yeah, I know. Dublin Demley was, uh, was Fred McMurray. That's right. And like, I'm going to tell you what all happened.
0: Edgar G. Robinson. Yeah. I have three sons. Let say Edgar, Edward G. Robinson. Let me son. tell you about my three sons. No, we don't wanna, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Get William Demerson here. Okay. Uncle Charlie. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> it's a long story.
1: <laughs> Do you know Captain Marvel's look was based on... Yeah, I know it was based on your face. I know. We all know uh agatha christie and her ilk are less uh to my taste though i seem to have watched read or listened to dozens of them i did like the tv adaptations of the poirot series with david Suchet. suchay <laughs> David, title role. but so many of the plots turn on last minute revelations mm-hmm. the maid was an imposter ah but the second baby was born that night they often end up feeling cheated <laughs> sherlock holmes can be a uh, hit or miss generally the stories written after his return from apparent death, are less successful. However, I would recommend a fairly recent Holmes novel, The House of Silk by Anthony Horowitz. I felt it really captured the best of the of Conan Doyle and his characters and was very well-written uh, addition to the series. Okay, so House of Silk that has made the recommendation I, out.
0: I, I found all the stories eminently readable.
1: Uh, first single was Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth by George Harrison nice. when it came out in 1973 and I was 11. Do you want to do a George Harrison impression? No, I doubt. Okay, this is my impression of George Harrison. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no, I was going to leave the quiet beetle, but you <laughs> went with a the much
0: darker joke. It kind of suited what were we talking about earlier. I
1: think it was inappropriate Oh, uh, well, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, Yoko,
0: okay. Are you sure that's Yoko? I'm really confused now.
1: Well, what, am, what am I going to do in offensive accent? <laughs> I'm not going to do that.
0: Am I? I'm
1: not a fool. Anyway, back at the bed. For peace! <laughs> As a true music nerd, even at that age, I naturally preferred the B-side. An upbeat, uh, slightly shambolic song called Miss O'Dell, which I still think is one of Harrison's most purely enjoyable
0: compositions. Uh, um, first album was must Don't... Be, uh, must be a reference to Dennis O'Dell, the, uh, the producer, at the Apple Film Producer, who's in, we're speaking about it, Get Back... Get back everyone up, but losing my accent. Anyhow, he's in. Get back, uh, Dennis Odell. And For I'm sure that's a reference. And he worked quite closely with uh, George Harrison with Handmade Films. Unfortunately, got into some money problems and uh, did some bad things. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, trying to afford. I didn't do it. And trying it to afford some bathrooms. Yes, everyone wants a lot of bathrooms, like George Harrison and his little folly. What is it called, Ferris Park? Okay place
1: first album was don't shoot me i'm only the piano player by elton john hey had to start somewhere that's a good album and peace love Resort. and understanding to all and look it up oh you know how we normally start with louise that's yes what we're ending with uh louise. fred no louise oh sorry everything's backwards louise things are topsy-turvy B- black is white up is down but louise uh had some medical issues okay so well, you're trying to guilt me out about this now. No, just saying
0: that's why she was last, rather okay. than being first.
1: Do you think I didn't write to Louise and uh, or didn't when uh, uh, she was going through tough times and 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 say nice things? Did you, do you think I didn't do that? I did. I don't How think dare you, did. you, sir? How dare you accuse me of this? <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, back to Louise. Louise, I hope you're feeling better. Um, Louise, for non-traditional murder mysteries, I'm going with The Sixth Sense and Memento. Yeah, those are non-traditional, but I will I will grant both of them. Uh After the events of the past week, I'm hoping my uh, future favorite mystery will be who managed to put an end to a sociopathic war criminal. There we are. There we are. Take that, guy who won't be named. <laughs> but you know who we're talking about. No. Okay. Well, listen to the song, Putin on the Ritz. Okay. Take away the Ritz. Yeah. Take away the on. <laughs> Take away the the huh put in there you go stop yeah you're good all right uh there nice so question question of the week uh, uh, I, I just want to say
0: louise has been writing some short short letters the last little while
1: you know louise is those of you that don't know how the canadian award system goes yeah the equivalent of the emmy in canada is the gemini award and louise uh-huh. is a gemini award winning yeah writer yes she also and i'm not going to say what it is also
0: known as the jemmy's
1: the gemis. That thats what they call—and the Jim Jams. And <laughs> when you show up to the awards, you have to wear your Jam Jam.
0: Well, naturally.
1: Yeah, uh, but she is an award winner of a Gemini Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to share it with someone because it's based on twins, and so she had to. And also, only twins can win. Yes. And that's the thing. You know, if you know Louise, you know she is a twin, and so yeah. she wins. She won the award that for best writer who's also a twin. Sure.
0: Is she also a Gemini?
1: I don't know, but I am. Okay. So I signed off on her. Uh, being... Oh,
0: she's an honorary Gemini. That's right. Okay, nice.
1: Uh, But as far as I know, I'm not a twin. Anyway, she won, and she is a very uh, talented writer who is now writing for and I'm I'm not going to say what it is, Mm -hmm. but I would say the number one kid series in the world. Okay. I would say that is a possibility. Sure. And she writes for it. Yeah. She don't time for our shit. Mm -hmm. She's writing long letters to us. (laughs) You know what that is? That's money out of the bank. (laughs) she is that she, is every letter she writes that's another bathroom she, she does not get
0: yeah she probably she probably realized that she
1: probably has to use the same bathroom more than once a week
0: yeah and yeah. that is bullshit not when you're a gemini
1: that not when you're a gemini award yeah. winner not when you're a twin
0: yeah like and again she An has honorary to share
1: probably the bathroom with her twin every so often yeah <laughs> yes. luckily uh they probably fit the same seat size so you mm-hmm. don't have to get multiple <laughs>
0: um that's 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 probably pretty good anyway I'm, I'm confused what do, you, what do you think how what do you think a bathroom works like but anyway I,
1: I, I'm confused at how twins work yeah when they're fraternal yeah um so look we appreciate any letter that Louise writes us yes there we go uh, now uh I just want to say
0: one thing before you go on
1: please
0: uh I was looking it up don't shoot me I'm only the piano player yes features the execrable execruple song crocodile rock one of one of my very least favorite nah. Elton John songs nah, 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 awful. Nah. Nah, 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 awful nah, nah, garbage. No 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 no. Someone else's nah, some, nah, 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 nah. I do not enjoy other people's nostalgia. Nah. I don't want to live in other people's nostalgia. Fuck that shit. Okay. And fuck that song. It's you don't right. like
1: Crocodile Rock. No. Uh, let me ask you this. Yep. Do you like mm-hmm. I'm Gonna Green Eggs and Ham You? Okay. Do you like Crocodile Rock? Performed yeah. by Elton John on The Muppets with puppets of crocodiles singing.
0: I don't know. I don't because re- if not,
1: your soul is dead, sir.
0: I don't remember that. It's great. Maybe if I saw it, I would change my opinion, but it's not a song I like. Do I don't you like have it. Disney Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Very too. good.
1: Go to your Muppets section yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. And uh, I believe it is the first song Elton John sings in the uh, Muppets episode with Elton John.
0: All right. I'm sorry, but right now, I am rewatching the 1980 version, BBC version of Pride and Prejudice, which is a show that's Produced on a budget, where you hear the rustling of the dresses on the floor when they're doing the dance sequence because they don't have the money to to uh, you know pay for ADR. Very good. No looping. Anyway, um, I have a I have an email. Oh, so it's gonna be like that, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> All right. And yeah. it says uh, this email way, says. By the
1: way, I like it. I like that we've got an email. Yeah, me too. Don't think that I'm against it. Okay.
0: Uh, this one says Ukrainian girls are seeking for true love. All right. No, just joking. This is from John Halbrooks. John writes, hello, gentlemen.
1: Hello, John.
0: Once again, I email instead of posting on the board because I always feel bad when Dave has nothing to read.
1: That is very nice.
0: Thank you. That's so kind of you. I, I live on, I die not on other people's pity. And by the way, Dave, I wish you a belated happy birthday.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And also, happy Mardi Gras. Thank you. We celebrated Fat Tuesday by making waffles. Nice. I'm not a huge pancake fan, so I decided to okay. uh, decided to make waffles that night.
1: Uh, again, I think like, you know, if waffles evolved from pancakes, why are they still pancakes? I don't understand. Yeah,
0: I would agree with you there. Okay. I'm writing this on Mardi Gras morning, and there are parades getting ready to roll just a mile to the east of me. That's cool. I love it. What is the name of the person who, I don't know if he trails the parade or if he goes in front of the parade. Santa. No, no, no. It's like spy something. Oh. Spy something. It's a cool name. And I can't remember what it is now. Spy Boy? I don't know. Let me know, John. You should know that. You're in, you're in New Orleans, as it's called. Not New Orleans, as I mispronounced it. But New no- Orleans. I think
1: it's pronounced New.
0: <laughs> I think you're thinking of a French place. Oh, that's true. Question yeah. number one. Yes. Ian. What? My favorite murder mystery is
1: uh-huh.
0: Twin Peaks. Yeah, okay. Because it's really more of a meta-mystery. Sure, sure, sure. You're right. Question number two.
1: You met a lot of people on it. Right?
0: <laughs> the first record I bought with my own money was, I think, Paul McCartney's Tug of War. Okay. However, an early, very significant gift from my parents, I was probably 10, was a balked set Boxed, boxed set, not a box set, a boxed set of LPs of George Zell and the Cleveland Orchestra performing the complete Beethoven symphonies. I still have those records. Oh, that That's great. I just, I'm just kind of <laughs> thinking 10 years old. Yeah. It's your birthday. You know, you're thinking like, oh, what can I get for my birthday? G.I. Joe, Big Jim, maybe Big Jim's motorhome. Sure, sure. Or Big Jim's even better, his swamp boat.
1: Uh, Big Jim's Jim.
0: Uh, Big Jim's Jim. <laughs>
1: He, like, could, he has that thing where he put his uh, the metal yeah, around the little, his muscle little, and he would flex his muscle, yeah, it would pop and go, off, bang, and yeah. it's like, I guess that's what happens at the gym. I guess they wrap your muscles in metal <laughs> and then you go, <laughs> bang, it just flaps off, yeah.
0: But no, what he got was a, a box set of uh, George Zell conducting the complete Beethoven symphonies, yeah. That's um, interesting. This brings to mind what you said last week about the music that you hear in your house growing up and how it sets a foundation, either to rebel against or to emulate. When I was an infant, my father, who was a poor PhD student at the time, went out to buy diapers one day and came home with a hi-fi system.
1: What?
0: My mother didn't let him forget about this for the next four decades. That's great. I love that. I Sorry, I couldn't laugh this time because I laughed so hard the first time I read it. So from my earliest childhood... Yeah. I heard lots of classical music, especially Bach, my dad's favorite. And while I branched out into all different sorts of music, most notably jazz, which took over my life when I moved to New Orleans, I mean, New Orleans, along with Bowie and the Beatles, who are genres unto themselves. Yes. I always come back to classical music because it feels like home and because there's so much repertoire that I can easily listen to new stuff for the rest of my life and never get bored. That's a good point about classical music. Backwards dragon project update. I have noticed a pattern. Every time Ian starts improvising on the food service industry, I start laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> no matter what I'm doing or where I am, where I am, walking the dog, washing dishes, sitting in the library, etc. There have been at least three of these moments going back to episode 484. I've also noticed that all of Ian's food service workers, suddenly they're from Brooklyn. Is okay. that true, Ian? Sure. They're all from Brooklyn? Sure. Um, now, I asked... John, what songs he liked from, yeah. from Listening Party. Okay. And he told me, but I'm not gonna read that because it's just self-indulgence on my part. <laughs> but I I thought all those songs are great. I thought that's a great mix that you made, John. All right. In episode 484, you asked about long friendship. It's a question that I want to answer since it makes me think of Sneaky Dragon, or rather Sneaky Dragon makes me think of my own longest friendship. But I've gone on long enough this week, so I'll save it. Oh, yeah, it's too bad.
1: Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you next week. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, have a wonderful week, all you beautiful sneakers, and don't be too hard on yourself this Lent. That's from John. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. I'm not being too hard on myself. I'm just, I'm just going off sugar again this year. I was kind of pondering, uh, going off television for the time. Okay. But then I realized I'm in the middle of watching the Pride and Prejudice 1980 uh, version, and I'm.
1: would also stop, uh, stop dark shadows.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I can't do that. Got to stay on the bus. Got to stay on the bus.
1: Um, you know what I would say like I do like the idea of that question about I, I want to get back to Big Jim in a second yeah uh, I do like the question earlier about you know what's better you know uh, silence or uh, you know uh, 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 saying something even when you don't know what to say but uh, the other question I like that was just asked there is yeah. like uh, uh, what's the longest friendship you have
0: well was that a question we asked in well, 44 we just mentioned it did we I don't know I, I don't, don't remember our show <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't know for sure. I just assumed that that was a question because John said that it came up in ah, 484. Interesting. So I wonder if that was a question we asked. But if you want to ask it again or if you...
1: Oh, boy. If it's the same question, I feel bad. Oh, my gosh.
0: Let's do some research.
1: Let's do some research. So we're going to ask like the silence thing. Uh, Can and... I ask a question? No. Oh, okay. No, you're off sugar. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It feel very unreliable. Uh, I was thinking about what we... Oh, something else we were talking about on the show. And I, I'm going to ask if you and your significant other have a major point of disagreement that you both just kind of get along with. Okay. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, yeah. I think that, I actually think that um, relationships are better if you have differences rather than similarities. Yep. I think that's a better relationship than two people who disagree on everything. I think it's much better. Oh, yeah. If other person's interests are a little different than yours, and, but they love those things and... and you know what what makes your love real is that you accept those differences and love that person you know and i don't mean like it could be something big like you know lisa's an atheist and i'm a i'm a christian that's a big difference between us but it can be minor things like you know lisa loves mystery shows where i'm very much indifferent to them you know but i watch them almost Mm -hmm. every night because lisa likes them and i and i love lisa so that's my question
1: I think the other the other thing is if you're getting into a long relationship, is even if you start in the same place where you both like the same things, one of you is going to change. Yeah, and you're going to have different interests, yeah. and things are going to grow and change and go mm-hmm. in different directions. And so, so yeah, it's good to uh, to have uh, you know the openness to the differences for sure.
0: That's why my my affection for Lisa is is you know in her who she is, not who she, what she likes or what she you know what she eats or whatever. It's entirely based on who she is.
1: Yeah, it's funny when when people have that thing where they go. So, what's a deal breaker for, for you? You know, is it if you know they grow their armpit hair out? <laughs> you know, it's just like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. what do you what do you mean? It's yeah. just like you know, boy, you really have to go far for it to be a deal breaker. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so but my question
0: are- isn't can you have you you know that's a pretty That's a yes or no question do, have you do you live with differences whatever i'm just curious if there's like a big difference between yeah. you know just sort of things that you love and your wife is indifferent to or you know like say you love a soap opera that's about vampires yeah and has a lot of time travel elements in it and stuff like that and you think it's kind of fun and your wife is pretty much not on board with you on that but can you still get over that or yeah. is that a reason for divorce yeah there is were- that the reason that my le- my lawyer is sending a letter to the house this week Is what i'm asking
1: there are, uh, yeah, there are a lot of shows I watch after midnight when uh, she's gone to bed. Um, <laughs> so,
0: Dave, yes, sir. Before we wrap up, Big Jim, Big Jim, yes, uh,
1: known as Mark Strong in Europe,
0: really, because Grand Jim was uh, too uh, too suggestive.
1: Uh, I think there was like an original Mark Strong that was in that was in Europe, and, oh, okay. and they made a Big Jim in. Uh, in, uh, in America, I see. I but see. Big Jim, as you remember, uh, first of all, was a secret agent. Do you remember what his uh, code number was? It was a double O number.
0: Was it a double O number? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say his Big Jim is gonna be 001. double O
1: O-4. <sighs> what a weird number to be. Double <laughs> Truly. Four. That's really strange. But here's the one thing: like he was, uh, of course, uh, part of the spy group Pack. P A C K. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember anything. Agent Kay. of pack. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give you the first two things, uh, which is professional agents. Okay. What are the C and the K?
0: Carnal knowledge.
1: Crime killers.
0: Ah! So close. They will
1: fucking kill crime. <laughs> they will kill that goddamn crime. Okay.
0: Is that the best they can do? They will
1: fuck it up. Anyway, yeah, Big Jim uh, existed between seventy-two and eighty-six. Yeah, though he did show up on a TV show called Max Steel that I think was done in Vancouver hmm. uh, in two thousand and three, uh, and yeah, he made some cameo appearances there.
0: Wow. Yeah. There you go.
1: And in Dogman, the series, yeah, uh, the Scholastic series, yeah, not to be confused with the Scholastic series, uh, Sparks. Yes. Uh, which is uh, from what I heard. The better series. What, what What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> Which is what you, uh, yeah, I think the third book in that series is coming out. I think, if I'm not wrong, April, uh, Sparks Future Perfect. You can still get the original Sparks, and you can get Sparks uh, Double Dog Dare, uh, written by me, uh, art by Nina Matsumoto, the third dragon, uh, colored by yourself. Uh, By the way, also, you can get uh, book plates for that if you write to us uh, at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com, we'll get you a book plate. Yeah, if we can't
0: visit you... Yeah, we'll, we will, get, we'll, we'll, get we'll send you a...
1: But in Dogman, there is a, a resident in, uh, in in Cat Jail yeah. that is named Big Jim. Okay. Is that connected? I don't freaking know. But apparently... He's a leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. Crime killers.
0: <laughs> Preferred mine.
1: I would definitely do a Big Jim podcast. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. First of all, I want to see uh, which came first... Uh, tug of uh tug of war or pipes
0: of peace i'm gonna say uh pipes of peace
1: pipes of peace came first
0: i'm just guessing you
1: are wrong i'm sorry it came out one year later uh yeah 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 that's the way uh that's the way that's the way the wind blows
0: i'm afraid i uh would have been put in the indifferent to paul mccartney department in those days Tug
1: tug of war was 82 pipes of peace 83 ah press to play 86 flowers in the dirt 89 off the ground 93 flaming pie 97 driving rain 2001 and so we go and so we go how do people get in touch with us dave
0: what about creation in the backyard
1: creation in the backyard you mean chaos and creation in the oh i'm sorry 2005 yeah that was after driving rain 2001 and before <laughs> memory all's <else> full 2007
0: <laughs> all right everyone hey here's the thing you can do you can write to us and answer the questions we asked which were pretty thoughtful questions and will require some thinking on your part. And we want to hear the results of your thinking when you write to us on our website, which is called SneakyDragon.com. If you go there, you'll find this episode. Under that episode is a room for you to leave your thoughts and expressions. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a cool guy like John Helbrooks, who has great taste in music, judging from his selection of songs he picked from Listening Party. I don't know why, but I loved all those songs that he picked. Mm. It's as if they came from Listening party tapes that I made myself. Anyway, John likes to write in by, by email, which is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. And I would welcome your, your missives to that particular uh, email. But also address. misters. Sir. Missives and misters. Yes, indeed. Misters. <laughs> we are on Twitter, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Oh, sorry. Just sneaky, uh sneaky underscore dragon. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which is called Sneaky Dragon. And that's about it so yeah you i'm talking to you 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 right there you beautiful you we're gonna see you next week mm-hmm. because we're gonna record a new show next week and then we'll uh, put it out on saturday and then uh go listen to it that's how it goes by the way if you want to read a cartoon that
1: i do every day with mm. my wife pia yeah uh it's called mannequin on the moon it's at go comics uh, Go comics. Go go there. And then enter Mannequin on the Moon. You'll see it. I'm looking right now. We are number one uh, trending in web comics today. Hooray. Hooray. Nice, that's good. Will that be the case tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Check it and see. Got a fever of 103. <laughs> and if you do, go get a test. Because things are still out there. Try your best.
0: <laughs> um, you did a cartoon recently, Mannequin on the Moon. The last couple of ones that I just thought was great. Oh, I'll have to look it up and tell you which one because I know you want to know, but I'll tell you that after the show's over. <laughs> okay. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. Shows over but i'm back again just to uh point out that uh, on the saxophone topic uh nina posted a instagram of uh instagram video of saxophone busker adding some atmosphere to this beautiful sunset
4: uh-huh.
0: check her out on instagram everyone Chica-chica. oh i guess you can't it's private i'll take that part of.